Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Week in League, this podcast faces a 52-week suspension for Grade 5 C-bombing. DCE turns his back on the entire state of Queensland, apparently. Anthony Watmo celebrates his 300th this week. 300 career game and 300 drop ball for the Eels in 2015. And we preview all of the action for round 14 of the 2015 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 192 of This Week in League. I'm mate. And I'm Glenn. First things first, just want to thank all our wonderful listeners and members who listen to the show. And new listeners, a couple of new listeners piped up this week and said it was like their first time or whatever. So um, thank you very much. That, oh, I still get a kick out of that. Yeah, same. People same. say, oh, this is, you know, this is my first time or I've been on Twitter and people have been saying, you know, talking about it, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, or like I've joined Twitter just because, you know, yeah, I want to get them on the say, special ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've joined Twitter and, you know. Because of get- this show. And we give them a retweet, and they usually have like you know an instant, you know, reasonable amount of followers to sort of chat to and everything. Because you know, the existing guys, you know, jump on there as well, and um, yeah, add them to the list and everything. So, um, good job all around, everyone. And uh, that's <laughs> what are you shaking your head about? <laughs> Don't. I wasn't going to say anything about that, but you know, the little matter last week got a lot of interest. That's all I was going to say. Thank yes. you for your interest. And um, but we're classy motherfuckers. Exactly. We've got some clever little followers out there, and uh, clever little listeners, clever members, and loyal motherfuckers, loyal. and uh, proved it. And that's uh, very interesting. And a cautionary tale for anyone else. And protective. Yeah, protective. Yeah, very protective. Protective of this little community and this little family that we've built. This is this is the thing, though. I mean, that's what happened with the the Shana situation last year when Fox Sports fucking went there. It's like we will we will fucking bicker and smash each other. 24 hours a day, seven days a the week, community, from March to October. The community is reflective of our relationship, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. However, someone... Because I've from said the stuff to you, yeah. like I've literally <laughs> said stuff to you, like I'll <laughs> describe in infinite detail how your demise will come about at my hands. <laughs> Spelt yeah. it out for you. And I've done the, I've done the same, and, and I mean, but not your demise, more like, you know, defiling you. Which you do with weekly. my penis. <laughs> Which, wait, <laughs> really need to let you finish your sentences. God, yeah, yeah, and, uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm pleased you. <laughs> but yeah, but if, if someone from the outside, yeah, tries that same thing, fucking forget about it. You're gone. So, um, well done, everyone. Now, how you going, fella? I'm good. I'm good. Not happy with my coffee tonight. I'm pretty sure they forgot to put the fucking sugar in. You got the battery acid on this. Oh. Time. I chugged it down, so I was like, fuck off. It's medicine. <laughs> I'm struggling. Take my medicine. <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But uh, nice long weekend. Crammed six days worth of shit into three days, rather yep. than the traditional four days worth of shit into two days. Yeah. 
yeah, no, it's fantastic. And, um, yeah, got a little floor laid in the little home gym and yeah. shit coming across there. Got tattooed, got fucking, yeah, pretty successful long weekend all around, except for the, uh, the result on Friday <laughs> except night. Except for the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Bet yourself, Nathan. Oh, so well, so yeah. well. <laughs> Still last. Hey, nobody. <laughs> Nothing can break my stride. Anybody going to pull me down? <laughs> oh, got to keep on moving. <laughs> got, got a lot of good memories to coast across. It's gonna, it's gonna, it, 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 would, it would dead say take three years of fucking basement dwelling, I reckon, for, to, to forget about the good times. Yeah. At the moment, I don't give a fuck. Oh, really. fuck, you've had a, you've had a pretty charmed run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, and it's not over yet. You never know. Well, I mean, the fuck, year, stranger things have happened. 2009 eels, mate. Yeah. yeah, 2005 Tigers. 2005 Tigers, I mean, you know. I mean, it can happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I can look a million miles look, away look, from that at the end of the day, if they can, if, the day, if they can just drag, if they can drag their asses up to eighth, okay, don't yeah. give a fuck. Because you've got to remember, in like 2010, I think it was, they were fucking like ninth. And they were like, well, they were eighth at the end of the round, and there was one game left, and it was South playing. And, and it was required that South had to lose the game by a certain amount of points. Mm-hmm. And they did, <laughs> and they only like scraped into the finals. Very accommodating, exactly. Exactly. So I mean, look, yeah, this, these things have happened before, and um, and uh, no doubt they'll happen again. But look, thankfully, at the end of the day, from fucking 2012 through to this year, look, it has to take us dead, dead set round 23. And we're yeah. like twelve points adrift of the eight, and I'm like, we're, we're still a chance here. Well, this, the, 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 this is the the thing though. The thing about this year is, my one regret is, like, if if I've got to have a shit year, then that's that's fine. I mean, you know, because let's face it, you know, it, it all comes around for everybody, um, except if it doesn't go up for Sharks fans. But I mean, generally speaking, it comes around. The only regret I have, or problem I have this year, is that the Tigers are fucking terrible too. Like, if I've got to have a shit year. Why don't you get to have a you, you have a you have a good year? I'm happy. I mean, no, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, the no, fact that the you fact got that, it all wrong. The fact that after this week you could very well be exactly as shit. Yeah, <laughs> as yeah. that that blows my fucking mind. Like, oh, because because like Tigers have had a season of promise and like some good wins. We've had a season of absolute fucking unmitigated disaster from start to finish. However, <laughs> here we are. Here we are about the same. <laughs> Which is fucking like, and like I actually, I, I genuinely, I think I, that's fucking terrible. I mean, if if I've got, to, if one of us have got to have a shit year, the other one has to have like a, 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 at least fucking finals year. A, 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 at least in a long time. Like I, when, we've never had both out of the finals. Both out. Both out. No, no. But I remember we got the podcast started and Lottie had song with the Tigers. I was fucking. I was yeah, a man on top of the world. Flexing buys, going tries, doing the Shake lottie. your dreads, do the lottie, <laughs> other little dance, and this new podcast was coming. We were taking the rugby league world by storm, and the Tigers were, you know, they were on the up and up. They were, they were a side that you always felt would have, that you could go into the game thinking they they'd have a chance to win They were game. destined to be a team of destiny, if you will. <laughs> if you will, Nathan. They, they, were, they, were, de- they were destined for destiny. They were, they were destined to be perennial <laughs> finals contenders. Yeah. And then the wheels fell off, and then the wheels got lost, and no one could ever find the wheels again. And here we are, and still had the wheels. sand wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sheenies did the wheel alignment. 
<laughs> Forgot to put the nuts back on. <laughs> Carbs decided he was going to reinvent the wheel and made them square. <laughs> True genius style. Yes. Then Potter came along, couldn't communicate with the wheels. <laughs> and now he's Taylor. The wheels are very defensive, but they don't go anywhere. Yeah, they work, but I mean, he can't get it out of first gear. God. <laughs> <laughs> The wheels are finally perfect, but then he's got fucking gearbox troubles. Anyway, see you guys next week. Yeah, and that's the end of the show. Fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, mailbag stuff. Uh, on the subject of the app, we had some people um, put their two cents in. Uh, Benny27. Just, yeah. everyone's like, let's have a game. Everyone that come up with a game suggestion. Let's do something to Glenn. Yeah, fuck you guys. Let's, <laughs> or someone, someone, who was it? Someone, um... Had like a pin the mushroom on the Glen. Yeah, like, I don't actually. I don't have pin the w- air on the Glen. Fuck off. I'm not sure where I saw a tweet, but someone said something about um have like a soundboard sort of thing. So I like, just rip out quotes from us. <laughs> just go do it. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. That would suck though because people would just start fucking making the show up for themselves. <laughs> and we would. We don't need you guys of, anymore. We'd be out of a job. I was saying with finger quotes. Um, at Benny Two Seven says a uh, Twill app idea have the player voting for the Twillies available for each game so you could submit votes each game as they happen. That's fucking I'm prepared to say I'll fucking rubber stamp that one. That's definitely going to have to be there. That's brilliant. Buckshot19 underscore 81. I know what you can put in the app. The back catalogue, you cunts. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Probably fair. Um, when you say back catalogue, What though, is... Just yeah. refresh my memory. Yeah. What is the issue with the back cataloging it? We, when we first did the show, up until about episode probably 70-something, so I'd say it was almost the first full two years, mm. we were using a, pl- uh, a host called blip.tv. Um, now, with the .tv suffix to their domain name, you could rightfully assume that they were actually more for video content, and but they did accept audio content. Then there came a time where they said, okay, at a certain date, like it was like a January or something, we'll no longer be accepting any more audio submissions, and that's that was fine. Um, but you know, well, you know, thanks for thanks for fucking giving us no money to host the shit for two years, but um, we'll be stopping audio. Uh, so that's fine. So that's when we found the current host, and then. Eventually, Blip went out of business. Probably two years later, they went out of business. So, like previously, you could have gone to our website. They weren't on the iTunes feed. But you could go to the website, and there would have been uh, the link from the the show notes for that episode for every episode since the very start. And there would have been a direct download link, and you could have got the episode that way. But then Blip shut shuttered completely, and so they were gone. Um, so. I uploaded something. It's just fucking time. Just basically got to upload. It's, it's like adding a new episode to the feed every time, you know, like got to do it. I've got to do it like another 50 something times though. I think about 25 of them I put up and I just got to put more of them up and then go through to, to the website, to the old episode release notes and update the link and all that sort of thing. So, so in, in a nutshell, the hold up is you, is what you're saying? Yeah, basically. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, gotcha. I mean, like I'm happy for someone to do it, but unfortunately no one else can. So, Fucking sucks. Well, um, fucking hell, you've got some nerd mates. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, every Probably other time of... something you can't do, something you bring fucking Kurt in, Lanier. Well, he loves it when I say he his name. It, yeah. He loves it. He's, uh, he goes, oh, he said my name again. Then he rewinds it, pauses it, takes when his you, pants yeah, off. When he tweeted that, I was, I was like, um, when did you? When oh, did I haven't you, finished. When did you even bring he it up? He takes though? his pants off, and then he presses play again. Going. And then you know, there's some. Furious mushroom farming going on <laughs> in Kurt's nether regions. Hey. 
So anyway, that's the story of the back catalogue. And uh, Shithead Listener. Nice one, Drew underscore Nathan5. Great idea to have a Twill app. Must include a Glenn Insult randomizer. Would come in handy at my work. Great. One button. He's a fuckhead. He's a fuckhead. He's a cockhead. Two buttons. There you go. Yeah. God, there's more variety than that. Ham hocks. Fucking pig. <laughs> fuckhead. That's about... Come on, mate. There's thousands of them. That probably covers 80%, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. That sort of lends itself to a Glendale. You pull a string on the back and out come some insults. And surely, like, we could find the people, whoever, there must be must be a Carl Pilkington one out there or something. We can find the factory in China where they make them and just say, you know, let's, Change just, swap, let's just swap out the chip. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, just swap out the chip. We'll, send, we'll give you a chip. How much does it cost to replace a chip? It's a fucking brilliant idea. Part of the membership packs 2016. Stay tuned. <laughs> Remember when we looked at the cost of bobbleheads? Yeah, we did fucking prohibitive too. Yeah, but still, I see yeah. them in the near future. You've got enough dolls on here, you could have a doll of me. Oh, yeah, we yeah, And then we could have little fights between whoever that fucking guy is and me. And Which guy? Oh, fucking any of them. I don't know who 90% of them are, to be quite frank. <laughs> Referential retard to the max. Uh, yeah, but I'd know who a Glendale was. <laughs> I get that one every time. He's from Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah, he's from Turner and Hooch. Um, Simo underscore 393 said, I would love an app with forums and match thread for banter and shit. Look, forums and banter and shit, they invented that already. It's called Twitter. I'm not putting it in an app. It's just... We, tried, we, ran, we ran the forum thing a couple of years ago. Just wasn't... I mean, admittedly, like, the audience then was far less than it is now, but... Still, having said that, it was still only a fraction of a fraction that really got in. And let's be frank, we don't have the time to monitor a forum and fucking exactly. get involved. And if people want input and reaction, and other people do forums and they do it really, really well. We mm-hmm. do podcasting and talk a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And I like the app idea, but it needs to be things that we can put in there and let people run with. Yep. Because. Yep. <sighs> no, there's no time. There is no more. There is, there, no there, is, there is literally no more. There is no more time at all. Ah, oh, fucking Tim McIntyre's mentioned you. Oh, he's comment. mentioned me on Facebook. What do you want, Tim? Oh, look at me. I'm a fucking stand-up comedian. <laughs> Joe Bogan. <laughs> Joe Bogan. <laughs> at Eagle-Eyed Kiwi. Don't worry about the league pass this week. Just talk about the other shit, coffee, beards, hipsters. Uh, beard not coming back anytime soon? No. No, not at the moment. I read a thing the My other day. My focus is tattoos at the moment. I read a thing the other day that said that um, that the amount of time that you have a beard, if you decide you're going to shave it off, you should take at least a, a day for every month that you have the beard to think it over. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about it. Like, for so this stage weeks. of like about six. Like, so yeah, you you were two weeks and you only had the beard for like yeah, not even six months probably. So yeah. yeah. So you thought it through thoroughly. I did. And made a decision. At Devonhead, every year a league versus union game is talked about, but fuck that. What about a forwards versus backs game? What do you boys think? Cassiano, half I think back. it'd be a game of two halves to start with, <laughs> because only one side would have halves. <laughs> but the other thing is as well, can you imagine? Unless you got like pick the biggest, strongest backs, like you know that you had, mm. the first half they would just be getting fucking smashed just pumped and getting run at run over 
just getting wasted trying to defend these big fuckers coming at them. Then the second half, big fuckers are tired, and then they'd run all over. So I imagine it'd be like there'd be a lead to the half-time. You'd get a half-time, full-time double, and you say half-time, maybe the backs. Forwards. No, sorry, forwards, yeah, and then full-time backs would get them over the stretch. But with these, like, versatile roles, though, these days... With you know back you rowers playing in centres, yeah, like you could run some back rowers. They'd struggle for a fullback, probably. The big boys. No. I who would reckon. that? Who would it be then? T Rex. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, he'd be at five eight. Well, he'd be here in halves, yeah, for sure. Cassiano, halfback, maybe. Yep. He's pretty talented. Um, but you've got these guys that, that would would be centres, but they're you know. I saw Luke Lewis put him in. You know, you'd put him somewhere. You put him in like five eight or something. Yeah, and then maybe <laughs> fuck. It pains me to say, but T Rex halfback. Well, I mean, you know, Q Cup Premiership winner at, at five eight. Who the fuck's going to play fullback? Jeez, you got me thinking. <clears throat> That's the position I'd struggle. I struggle with the most because can you, who who can is a, a a forward that you would know of that'd be able to sort of sweep behind the play and like you know if it's kicked into space and you know he's got to get you know I just who's the best best athlete? <clears throat> Even the wingers too, Sonny Bill. Sonny Bill would be fullback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'd put him with Sonny Bill. But he even wingers a struggle too because, I mean, once once the little guys made a break, very hard to mow down. You mm-hmm. imagine you put James Roberts in the backside. Oh, fuck. Gets past the first line, fucking shut the gate. Yeah. That's it. All over. Yeah. So uh, I remember at school, we um, were playing touch football and we played against the seniors. Yeah. And there was this guy who played, I think he played footy and all, he was fucking lightning. Yep. Like, to this day, I've never seen anyone run as quick as this guy, like, yep. with the naked eye. Yeah. And <laughs> fucking PE teacher who's refing the game, like, we were, well, like, we were obviously a few years younger. Yeah. Quite skillful with the ball and all that, but this guy, as soon as he got on the outside of someone, he'd only around. have to get passes, and he's like, yeah, right, I bring it back. Yeah. And he goes, fucking game's over when Leon's got 10 tries. <laughs> And that's the story how you met Leon Bott. <laughs> Not quite, but I remember years later when uh, we were obviously a fucking bit older and we are at Campbelltown Tennis Club where I used to frequent and um, get stuck into the piss and the pokies when I was degenerate. <laughs> well, when I was. was. My early days yeah. of drunken, degenerate formative, Your formative years of degenerate behaviour. And uh, he used to frequent the same establishment and uh, was quite fond of the pokies and I was like, fuck, man. You could have been anything. You could have been a contender. I used to think you were the fucking fastest man on earth. And he was quite chuffed because I think he was pushing trolleys for a living or something fucking thing. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I bet you he was fucking top of the line trolley pusher though. He was fast as fuck when he's... Fuck. He, they had to keep replacing the wheels on the trolleys and motherfucker wore them out that fast. You never go to Woolies and fucking and, and want for a trolley because they're all full stacked exactly. in the whole time. you got fucking flash out here. Um <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Saluni Pos wasn't pushing trolleys, just saying. Yeah, right. At Saluni Pos said, Barrett to Manly in a bid to lure Gould as an administrator. Thoughts, Nate? No. Well, I don't think about that at all. I don't think that's I don't think that's the case at all. So so my thoughts are ten billion to one. My thoughts are thank you for thank you for the question, but I don't think it's even the remotest possibility or desire because they got Bozo in there in that role. I mean, so I don't think they're gonna worry about Gus. I think they're happy at the moment. At unique Mitch eighty any correlation between banning shoulder charges and seeming increasing players being knocked out? Or is it just more focus on the KOs? I think that, that sounds like opposite Ville to me. 
Yeah, I would have thought that. Well, I don't know. I don't I think, there, think is there, is, there is. There is a heightened focus on traumatic the, on the concussion yeah. rule as as it stands. Anyway, I think that's probably yeah. Um, whether oh, you know that's a job for DJ explain to have a look at the fucking stats on concussion. But how's the banning? Yeah, but how's banning shoulder charges? Increase the amount of fucking knockouts. Well, does it mean people are having to get, you know, fuck, there's a lot of head clashes. Yeah. Is there more head clashes because they, they're having to get closer to get their arms around? As far yeah, as but yeah, you can still throw your shoulder as long as you're, you know, throwing your arms around as well, you know yeah. what I mean? So I don't think it's that far away. It's just the people uh, can't, you know, just missile. Yeah. You know, so. Chris Sandow. Look, I don't think that, I don't think there's any correlation at all. Um, I can't understand why. Excellent question, though. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I just, yeah, I just, there's definitely more focus on the KOs though, and definitely because now um, there's there's a lot of focus because you've got your Liam Fultons who have basically just you know knocked themselves into into spasticity over their career, but then you've got you guys Is that like even a word yeah. spasticity. <laughs> He's now, um, but then you've got the situation as well, like with the Bulldogs, where like they're gaming the concussion thing and not send you know and they're getting in trouble for not taking guys off or you know whatever. So there's definitely more focus on the KOs because there's a couple of different angles coming at that. But, um, yeah, I don't think that uh, less shoulder charges is uh, increasing KOs. You'd think it would decrease it, which is why they did it, yeah. Jar TV. Techno Viking gets assholed from the Tigers, then no blue selection in a team with Farah. Robbie has cost the series. Discuss. The I hadn't thought I'm... of this angle. Sorry? I hadn't thought of this angle before, but now I see it laid out from Jared. It's 100% right. If it were mathematically possible to be more than 100% correct, this would be it. Well, it's only natural that, you know, <laughs> fucking morons gravitate towards one another, such as you and Jared are doing here. Um, oh, I've got serious concerns for his mental health, this guy. He's, you know, I, know you didn't, I, know you didn't, I know you didn't like it, the, the tweet. I saw you, you responded back to him. <laughs> He's... um. You know, he wakes up every morning and he thinks of ways to try and be a troll towards my, my yeah. good self and try and sully my good name. Yeah. He fails most days, um, but he tries. And that's, you know, a man that tries so hard to uh, to dress in a manner that, um, you know, wants to give people the impression that he's not a fucking degenerate moron. Um, and, you know, as soon as he opens his mouth, as soon as he submits a tweet it's all undone he may as well just get around in tracksuit pants and a fucking singlet you're 100% you're 100% right Jared and I know we're going to get tweets saying it's <laughs> like that time when I saw when I started slamming Robbie you know, and, and you're like no one agree. And I'm like everyone who disagrees with your Tigers fan and there'll be way more people who agree who aren't and it turned out to be like one Tigers pro Tigers tweet I think um, <clears throat> Bernard JKD showing Glenn a torture porn Actually, so no, I, I, yeah, no, I'm going to hold that one back because we're going to. I've got a little section there for this, but we're getting to Luke Shark 74. Would love to get a Run TMB shirt, but can you black out the M, or does it stand for missing kicking game? <sighs> Next, Grace Nixon underscore scarf already spotted in the crowd before kickoff. Love it at the Broncos Manly game, and that was of course uh, Blue underscore Beaver on Twitter. He's the fucking hip, hipsteriest hipster that ever hipstered that motherfucker. 
He's got he goes he's got the rims and the and what's the beard what's going on with you? You've lost your coif. I'm just having fucking like done you know done my hair and it's like three weeks in so I got to get cut this week. It's coming back. Well, I hope it is, Nathan. It was the only thing you had going for you. Don't uh, fucking lose I just, that. I just didn't have. I, look, it was only the only thing you know. Other person in the world I had to see today was you. <laughs> so I didn't feel like fucking going in. With Let's the, be fair. You're not putting much effort in these days. I didn't feel like going with the slick and destroy fucking so uppercut the like style. You know, twelve years. <laughs> exactly. I don't, like, I don't have to try anymore. Not even wearing a bra I, anymore. I don't, have to, <laughs> I don't have to try anymore. I just, I just fucking grab you on the tit and say, "Let's go." <laughs> you knickers off. Okay then. <laughs> Mic check, one, two, let's go. <laughs> All right. Sam the Warden, one of the g- good people that I mentioned earlier. Listening to This Week in League for the first time, getting ready for Tigers tonight. It's very good. Give it a listen. Thank you, sir. Timmy. Timmy. I'm Tim McIntyre underscore. I think This Week in League should do a Where Are They Now episode. For example, Go Storm 1. <laughs> I've got no fucking idea where they, but I know that Super Grover... Is for, I think he's met that one in real life, so it's probably where he got his HIV from. Um, dashing down one, it's like he's been gone. <laughs> Weird. I mean, well, he's he's basically been been captured. He's been fucking. What do you say? Like he's been he's, pinned, pinned he's under in the a world's thumb. tiniest jail. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> under been, his missus' thumb. He's been pinned under a thumb for months now. That's basically <laughs> the extent of it. Uh, <clears throat> that sharks fan, shark fan zero five is the name of that sharks fan, and uh, I call shark man. Shark man. Yeah. So shark. Did I say shark? You I say said shark. shark fan. So shark man zero five, and um, Risby, I know you're listening at Riz six 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 on Twitter. Family friends. With Sharkman's family, and uh, his brother may listen to the show as well. So, Scott or Dave, can you please update us on um, where that degenerate is fucking lying, reclined with a needle hanging out of his arm, please? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, we were invited to go to David's wedding, and had we made it to the wedding, because it was in a state, so it was difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Had we gone though, we would have been face to face with that fuckstick. <laughs> Really? Yeah. He wouldn't remember us. Oh, no, he'd remember because I remember there was something on Facebook one day on Risby's Facebook and, and fuckhead got in there and commented, I know his real name. And so I got on there and just, <laughs> and just fucking slammed him. <laughs> and he's just, and he's blocked me on Facebook so I couldn't see him. God. He remembers. I've died, you know, I'm not prepared to let go of that grudge. I mean, it was hilarious. I want to stir him up more. I mean, that was the whole point. That's why it was so funny, because I just kept stirring him up and he just kept getting angrier and angrier. Uh, Anthony Watts Anthony Watts is trying to make a way um, to get back in the NRL, playing in the Newcastle League, I believe, as we had he a is. new story several weeks ago. And um, did you see him named in the NRL side this weekend? No. Guess he's not doing too well, I don't no. <laughs> And uh, finally, the Ben Zed. <laughs> I think he went back to New Zealand and had a, had a sex change and calls himself Bith. Bith Jinnah. Oh, the only time I fucking see Ben come out these days is when he's fucking drunk and trying to slam the Tigers or yeah. me for some reason or like just mate what, there should be a if you're picking up a beer mm-hmm. put your fucking phone away that's that's that needs there needs to be a correlation between those two things for him yeah that's where some of the funniest shit comes from though when you no none of it's through. funny none of it's interesting none of it's entertaining it's all just rubbish <laughs> absolute fucking rubbish that he comes you, out with you tweet I mean he's not, he's not that 
he's not that great when he's sober. Let's be frank. You would tweet. You would tweet and drink at the same time if you didn't fucking pass out every time you drank. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been like October. October since I passed out. <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty funny. Um, one-eyed tiger underscore. I'm late to the podcast thing, but fully on board. Well done, guys. Hash regular from now. Welcome, sir. He's got hash tiger nation. I don't think that's a thing. Um, of course, it at is. tall Hayden. The problem with the Run TMB shirt is that people from Campbelltown are illiterate. <laughs> I think I followed up and said, yeah, and people from the Balmain side don't have any money. Well, that, that's true, but isn't he from Campbelltown? <laughs> I believe, but it's possible. Voodoo Rock. Another quality episode this week, boys. Thank you, sir. Aiden Stalker. How come after listening to Twill, I'm always thinking about anything but League? Must spoon out the Oz DVD box set. Did you have any recollection on that on that spooning thing? Oh, I heard you say something about someone spooning, you know. But I tried to. I'll show you. I'll show you after. No, I don't want to see it. This is the thing. You've got all these people talking about show him this, show him that. I don't want to fucking see it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to review it. I don't even want to fucking think about it. It's coming. It's not. It's coming. Uh, Peco Nicolo, love this week's show. Nice one. Nice one to you, sir. Finn Scotty, you gave a shout out to membership photos, nothing. Then a shout out to naked selfies, nothing. I'm not listening next week. Well, that's unfortunate, Scotty, because then you wouldn't hear me say about the naked selfie that you addressed to Glenn, actually, I think it was. And I've it, got it saved. Comes down in special occasions when I'm alone. Straight to the spank bank. Yeah. Second only to Timmy McIntyre's naked butt for the scarf wrapped around his doodle. No, look, Finn Scotty, like... Timmy's Timmy's a fucking train wreck. Put some clothes on that thing. Like he's he's appalling to look at, fully clothed. Um, and the more more clothing he removes, the worse he gets. Finn Scotty, he's got some rugged good good looks going on. <laughs> he's got oh, you dear. know he's smiling. He's like, hey, how you doing? Look at me. I've got That's no what it was on. though. I mean that was yeah. like that picture. He fucking he didn't take that for us. I mean that was just ripped straight off his Tinder profile or Grinder, as the case may be. <laughs> Angle grinder, if you will. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you were listening this week, you would have heard that, Scotty, but it's unfortunate. Now, you probably get on Twitter and go, you still didn't give me a shout-out. He's got a big one, mate. Solzy04. The biggest tragedy about the whole DCE thing is that it happens just after the week's this week in League episode <laughs> release. Yes. And um, I can say that someone from the Manly Club <laughs> DM'd me and said, really tried to get it out <laughs> Really tried to get this to happen on Tuesday, but couldn't do it. And, uh, you know, appreciate the, the, the afterthought. Fuck you. <laughs> Highway. H-E-I-G-H-W-A-Y. Glenn, proving he will forever be a magpie. Ever the victim. Now, this is something I t- took offence to. I know, that's why I put it down here. I mean, you've addressed it on Twitter, but I would I just wanted you to give you the opportunity. I just... I. I I don't think I play a victim card, Nathan. I think that's very... I like to think I keep it real. I keep it down the line. I don't think you play a victim card either. This, like, I'm quite... You play uh, like a a downtrodden thing, you know, like just being beaten down and beaten down. Like, not in life, but just by, like, the West Tigers. (laughs) Not not in life, thanks for clarifying. Like, like, all the time you're up, but then when you're talking about a Tigers loss or something... 
It's like fucking like the just the exasperation. It just has of fucking season it has upon a season effect of uh, on my life. This is the thing. Yeah. Because Tiger Benji actually summed it up. Like the Tigers lose. Like if you're just a regular everyday Tigers fan mm. with no like connection to a fucking world-renowned number one rugby league podcast on the fucking planet in the universe. Including Australia. Collect. Correct. Just, if you just, yeah, you just go to the game and Tigers lose you, you're a bit unhappy and, and you've got every right to be. But do you have fucking 50 or 60 mentions after every fucking game where people are like, ha ha, you suck and your team sucks and your life sucks and everything about you sucks because your team's crap? Yeah, but I want to just, I, I want to re, I want to rewind a little bit there. Back to two thousand and nine, no podcast then. No, but still, if you lost on Friday night, your weekend is fucked. Yeah, always without has people been. without people on Twitter telling always you how fucked been. your life is. No, but it's just this is just compounded. And now I've got to come here every week and look at your fucking smug face <laughs> with that stupid smile, and you've already been teeing up, and fucking, that, and that, talking and to that fucking Hilgenfeld and wankers like this, saying, "Oh, how are we going to fucking lay the slippery noon this week? Hey. Oh, I'm going to get my crayons out and I'm going to fucking scrawl on a bit of fucking, you know, some chicken scratching on a fucking back of I've the newspaper." I've got to, I've got to stop you there. A lot of the time when he's doing that, Wednesday and Thursdays are the days when I don't have any kids to look after while I'm working. So they're usually days when I've got meetings and that. And I'll come back from a meeting and then my Scott will be there and be like, I just got to run an idea past you for a picture. And I'll be like, and, and then you can see that then he's waited like half an hour and gone, just gone with it anyway. And, and at that, no point that, do you ever discourage it and say, no, that's very hurtful. Didn't see the message so I got back. What are you doing there? What are you it doing happened there, while I was away. Jay? It happened while I was away. What are you doing away, there, Jay, you fucking could, degenerate? That is very fucking hurtful. He didn't put he, he didn't put you like at the back of a centipede. I mean that's no, but the fact that I was a part respect. of it with those other two fucking degenerates is bad enough. Yeah, but I mean how how why wouldn't you just want to fucking shit down Chapo's face throat? No, I don't and then have it near me. and then have it fucking cycle through him and into Saguna. The thing that fucking cracked me up about the whole thing is Saguna's like going. Well, <laughs> Well, thank fuck you didn't draw draw me with fucking you know with yeah. anyone on my ass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there is there is no part of that uh, that gravy train that is is a place where you want to be. And the fucking detail, the fact that they were tied together with refs' faults. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Like, I didn't think that I could hate anyone more than I hate you. He's 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 shooting with a rocket straight at the top of the oh, charts mate, here shortly. He's me with fucking artistic skill. Yeah, he's, but he's he's got he's got, you know, he hasn't got much else going for him. I can have a go at the guy. So anyway, what happened then was you started out talking about how how you play the victim, and you just went and played the victim about being victimised by fucking Hilgenfeld's images. That's right. So highway. Do I accept my Oscar via video link, or do they just post it to me? How's it work? That's fucking brilliant. You You're welcome. Uh, you, you, yeah, I don't think I don't think they give out Oscars for that. For truth, for, for talking, <laughs> for, for, facts. For, for for arguing, for arguing with the tweet, and uh, and ultimately ranting long enough it. that you agree with them and turn 180 around. Um, so Glenn talks movies, Jar TV. Glenn should watch trailers and relate them to rugby league. For example, Human Centipede is how Broncos fans would pack a scrum if Lockie was a prop. 
ridiculous. <laughs> Had a lot of fucking tweets about this last week, mind you. We're Very. Not gonna, we're not going to go through all of them. Vi- no, not all of them. I'm just keeping like the the ones that capture the the general consensus. Um, Unky D, that trailer sounded sick. I don't like those movies either, but not seeing Arnie movies is a sin. Oh, I've seen a lot of them. I haven't seen them all. Well, like twins, Kindergarten Cop. Not the scary ones. People get skinned the, in trees. Not the tumor. <laughs> Red Heat. Seen Red Heat? Nah. You seen all the Terminators, eh? Don't fight. One and two. That's okay though. Three doesn't count. Yeah. And that fucking other one with with Sam Worthington doesn't count either. One and two are the only ones that exist in this dojo. Cool. Oh, three's alright, I suppose. It's not nearly as good as two. Um. <clears throat> Troy underscore 79. Shame two girls, one cup is in a movie. Now, that would be an interesting review. You're aware of two girls, one cup, right? Nah. Really? Nah. Really? Yep. Okay, I'm not going to show you. Good. But can I say that the one cup is filled with feces? Oh. <laughs> I wish you didn't. You can't say it. Now you've seen it. it now. now you've seen it. It's, it's playing on the inside wall of your fucking brain as we speak. Um, Lynch Shields. Ha 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 ha! Glenn's reaction to the trailer. This must be a regular segment. I agree, Lynn. Cruzy zero six. Ha ha! I'm going to get a human centipede costume and visit Glenn. <laughs> Why do you need a costume? <laughs> Fucking rocking up at my front door would be scary enough. <laughs> Bernard at JKD goes all highbrow on us. Showing Glenn a torture porn trailer like Nate did is a waste, as that genre is a disgusting use of film. Give Glenn a chance, dude. Thank you. He was all like... Like uh, David Stratton from At The Movies and Margaret Pomerantz. And then, then he's like, dude? <laughs> no idea who those people are. Hey. <sighs> this is going to be harder than I originally thought. <laughs> Okay, so for this week, for the, the um, I decided to pick the pick the movie myself. We had a lot of suggestions, and I don't want it to be horror movies all the time. But if you look to your right, we've got a new guy this week uh, with the orange hair. For fuck's sake! Have you seen Child's Play? It's Ronald McDonald. Have you seen I Child's Play? Like, what's he? Is he chopping a quarter pounder there? Um, so that's Chucky. Yeah. You know Chucky? Yeah. You do know Chucky? Yeah. You've seen high? You've seen? You've no. Seen, you haven't seen it. No one believes the truth. <laughs> Or lives to tell it. There's nothing nice about murder. And there's nothing innocent about child's play. So, child's play with Chucky. It, it seems ridiculous. There's no way I'd ever watch it. It's not ridiculous enough for you to actually watch it, though. No, because I'd still get scared. See when she was looking under the couch, and then oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So how does the doll? How does how does it, why is, how does the doll come to life? I don't and care. Like, why is he so fucking evil? I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> and so, what do you give that one? How did we go rating last week? Zero. Zero. Every movie you ever make me watch is going to get a zero. I've got you recorded saying that now because that's not going to be the case. Right, eh? I'll well, give you a movie watch. We're two for two so far. That's true. Now, I don't want to come up with these every week, guys, so uh, let's make it not a horror one next time. Send us a tweet and let us know what you would like Glenn I'm, to watch. You know, my concern yeah. is that we're becoming like the fucking Matty John show. 
yeah, and I don't that's like true. it. That's true. Problem is, everyone, everyone's they're demanding it at this stage. I know, but there's also people going, it's fucking 40 minutes in, you haven't spoken about rugby league yet. We did speak about rugby league, we spoke about fucking union versus league, backs versus fucking forwards, the shittiness of the Tigers, the shittiness of Manly this season. It's been a lot of footy talk, let's face it. On Facebook. The last thing I want to do yeah. is become like the Matty John show. Or the footy show. Look, I'm going to give you some fucking... I'm going to give you a deep insight right here. Don't watch either of them. Never watch minute one of Matty John's show. Wouldn't have a fucking clue what goes on. Apart from you see clips and stuff, you know, people put on YouTube and, you know, things like... Does he have... Is that the one that's got Hindy and um, that that little kid off fucking Malcolm in the Middle that grew up to be Brian Fletcher? (laughs) Look, the Matty John show, there's parts of it that are okay. Like, I don't actually mind they got Beaver and... and um, Beaver. Beaver's part of it, so you'd love it. Um, and some of the stuff Hindy and Fletch do is okay. The more yeah. the banter when they're talking on the couch, but the other stuff that's all staged and... I saw an just, interview... It's overdone. Where I think it was uh, Fletcher and Hindy doing an interview with Willie Mason and uh, Tom Simons. I haven't seen the whole thing, but, yeah. That's pretty funny. Willie Mason's a fucking fantastic interview. No, he's a funny fucking he's a dude. Journalist, fucking dream. Oh, exactly. Dial a quote. On Facebook this week, Bernard Duff came through and said, Read the Tompkins criticism. It's fair enough to ye in that his defence is not the best and never was. Likewise, his mental dominance of a match hasn't happened as he is unhappy, I feel. Even England fans are saying he's failed by his standards in the NRL move. But the main point I would like to make is that it's a cultural difference between Aussie and England league fans. Ultimately, Aussie fans define a league player by their defensive toughness in a clutch situation, and they go forward under duress, even if that is the sole thing a player is capable of. Whereas in England, a top player is generally judged on his boxer tricks and classic football ability. By classic football ability, I mean use of space, pace, handling, passing, ability to outthink his opponent to gain the upper hand. Firstly, I would like to say I couldn't agree, fucking couldn't disagree more. With the assessment of the cultural thing. Yeah. Explain Adrian Morley then. Like... Yeah. Like, he's... What's what's in his box of tricks other than a bunch of fucking elbows? And look... (laughs) And swinging arms. Pretty sure everyone rates Jonathan Thurston. Can't say he's really there to take the hit up when the time comes. Yeah. Look, I get that you want to defend your guy. Yep. It's just, unfortunately, your guy just doesn't cut the mustard in the greatest rugby league, com- rugby league competition in the world. Good on him for having the sack to fucking come over and have a crack. Well, he's had a crack. He didn't see it through. He so you can't say he tried his best because he didn't see it through. Not even his first contract. Yeah. He didn't see it through. So it's not like he really tried that hard. Well, you're halfway through his contract and... I mean, he was kind of... He's there. He came over. So there's that's something. I guess. And, you know, he's English, so he's going to get very little credit from this side of the fence. But if you, but fucking, what about Graham? Like last year, we were like, oh yeah, fucking that dude's our favourite player that doesn't play for our team. True. Gareth. So it's not a, it, you, you've been on his dick since fucking centuries. Well, I'd still be on it if he still played. Yeah. So it's obvious, clearly, our track record is not. If it wasn't for the AVO. Yeah, well, I mean, our, our, still be on it. We have a track record in not just just like not pom bashing just to do it. That's what I'm saying. No, no. Well, there, there's, take there are a few exceptions, but yeah. you know, generally English people are fucking repugnant, including their rugby league players. A womb of soft players. 
<laughs> and um, Sam Tompkins being Exhibit A through Z. Uh, just some general stuff. Uh, Tigers in decline. We've got a small, one small left. That is the last Tigers in decline shirt in existence. The reason why I know this is because we had an order the other day for two shirts cleaning out the other sizes. So it's been a long road. But if you if you fit it's a been size a long, small, fucking annoying, never-ending road. And if you want a size small, it's still relevant. Clearly, as results have proven over the last couple of weeks. So get in there because once they're gone, they are gone for good. And it is it, we're pretty much selling it for about cost price too. It's only fifteen bucks plus shipping. So uh, get around it. Run TNB. Two to go. Two Glen. Two Utah. I was going to fucking buy myself. Does that count? <laughs> you already bought one. Yeah. Another two. Thank two. Look, I'm, if that I'm, fucking DC thing happen, happens I'm fa- before... I'm fairly oh. happy to, to put the, the TMB thing through. The problem is... Those you said that two. last week. You haven't fucking done it, Nathan. You're all talk. Yeah, because I got sidetracked by what we're going to talk about next. But, two to go. I mean, fuck's sake. Yeah, you haven't won a match in fucking six weeks two or something. Months. But, come on. Two fucking too much. Come on, two shirts. Look, I, I do, you, hear, do you have an, a judgment or an assessment you would like to pass upon someone's staunchness or you know fandom of the West Tigers? <laughs> West Tigers. The thing say. that gets me with Tigers fans at the moment is that it's like 2012 through to 2014 never happened, and they expect us. They expect the Tigers to be this fucking magnificent football side just because the newspaper said they've got the greatest young hearts in the competition, most well, exciting to, fullback, and possibly the greatest fair, in the game. To be fair, that's you too. Who's fucking this chook? I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking here. <laughs> I don't this know. Is my story. Look, mate, if you're gonna fuck this chook, you may as well fuck it till you blow. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> you go. <laughs> so, uh, just you know, times are tough. It's like they've never experienced tough times before, and they're jumping off. They're jumping off the raft. Clearly, from the Balmain side too, because I mean, West Tigers are built with. Sorry, West Magpies people are built with this inbuilt fucking, you know, overcoming adversity. If you not overcoming adversity, but like because they didn't overcome it, but like enduring adversity. If you forever dig, dig down beneath the base of the Western Suburbs Magpies franchise, yeah. Dig down and excavate it. You'll find that it's been built on a solid, solid, impenetrable foundation of wooden spoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So ba- basically, people are jumping off, and you know, again, again, Nathan. Yes. The the time and people want to talk about pl- me playing the victim, but you know. Would it have fucking killed the universe when I start fucking spruiking hash run TMB at the start of the season? When I start talking about... <laughs> could they not everything? just lose every game ever since? <laughs> could, could the universe go, you know what, here's, here's a guy who's trying his best. Here's a guy that's got the best interests of his club. He, here's a guy who's due. He's, he's having a fucking crack. He's stuck with it. He's stuck with the program. He's, he's still, every week, despite his wife saying, oh, when's the Tigers game? Oh, it's not till Sunday. Oh, so you should be happy until Sunday. Shut up! Just fucking shut up. That's so true, though. I hate fucking... Oh, that's, I love playing Monday night because I know it won't fuck my weekend. Well, why couldn't the universe go, you know what? Run, TMB. That's fucking clever. Yeah. That's possibly the smartest thing this motherfucker's ever come up with. 
You know what we're going to do? We're going to make this shit happen. These guys are going to fucking run roughshod over the entire competition for the entire season just because this guy's... He's paid his due. Mm-hmm. He's... Nah. Whatever the fucking... However many losses and competitive... Some of them were competitive. Some of them were fucking atrocious. You know, how many fucking shirts would we have sold if the universe wasn't against me? But I'm not playing the victim. The same amount, I would say. <laughs> now... Moving on to the latest shirt, this was a real spur of the moment thing. I've had the design sitting around for like two years, but um, when this contract stuff came up, I was like, well, let's, we're going to fucking sit on that and, you know, maybe I'll make a fucking blue and yellow version of it. You never know. Anyway, with the announcement last week that we'll talk about in the news with Daily Cherry Evans signing, re-signing with Manly and backflipping on the Titans, I pumped out a Run DCE shirt in a new, com- new colour combination, white shirt with the fucking um, maroon and, and grey. And... Uh, Anyway, in one day, two days, sorry, the thing was on a Wednesday, released at about 1.30 Wednesday afternoon. There's eight to go in less than a week. You pushed it pretty hard. You pushed it harder pushed, than I've ever pushed, pushed on 10B. Pushed it hard the first two days, but um, not crazy hard either, and you know, not really through the show either. Basically, just push it through the through the Seagulls Live account and, uh, and the, the Respect Shoot account, my personal one. But um, eight to go. So Manly fans who didn't get a wind of all of that, get on there, respecttheshooter.co, respecttheshooter.com.au. And buy get, yourself a hash run TMB shirt. Buy yourself a run TMB and a run, D, run DCE. If you're a Manly fan, you don't have a run DCE. If you're one of the wonderful Manly fans that have already bought one, then by all means, get a friend in there, get it going. And if you are a Manly fan that is going to be going to the Titans game on July 13, I believe, it's Monday Night Football, so I mean, obviously, the interstate guys are probably going to be less likely to be there. But if you are going to that game and you want to pick it up from me at the game, then just uh, send us a message to an email where you get the confirmation email, and I'll rebate the shipping for you as well. So it's only going to cost you 25 bucks. So, and they go up, once they go out of the pre-order, same with the TMB, they go up 5 bucks after the pre-order, they go up to 30 So, cutting your deal here, trying to do the best for you guys. And, um, yeah. Ref's fault. Scarves. Loving the way that they've been represented. I mean, f- fantastic, you know, the guys that have been taking the photographs and, and sending them into us. Um, Blue, Blue underscore Beaver ended up on TV with it. Aussie Blackwell the week before ended up on TV. Um, Drew underscore Nathan Five sent us one from Threadbow today, I think it was. Um, Perisher. Perisher, was it? Uh, on one of those fucking ski places. One of those places where people fucking get buried under under shit and dig their way out and fucking go on 60 Minutes and tell us all about it and make a million dollars. Karim Karan, he was at the Manly game as well, uh, repping his. Good job, everybody, getting on TV. Good job just sending us in. It's great to see him out and about at the games. And fuck, they really stand out too. That's We've had two games in a row now, or two weeks in a row, where we've had someone... It's funny how the, the, the flag scheme just happened, but jeez... It's look the jury's out of the jury's out like at a Canberra game, okay? Oh yeah. But that might be hard for everything else. Like we, you know, one in the middle of the Manly section, one in the middle of the St George section. It just stands out, and your eye just gets drawn straight to it. It's fantastic. Didn't even really think about that. I mean, it was just like yeah, it's our color, you know, the colours that we use for the show. So there was no thought like that. But wow, it fucking turned out amazing. So with that in mind, people are saying, look, you know, do you want another one? Old mate Ryan Finance came through. With a scarf idea, refs fault on one side, and the flip side, which is the one that we've been trying to put up for for debate, so brave, or so so brave. 
I don't mind that. I, in fact, think that's the best idea we've had so far. Really? Yeah. For the flip side. I don't know. I think there's... Because the commentators still trot that shit out. But the Tigers so haven't been so, so brave for a long, long time. Well, no, but I mean... They've been know, so, maybe, so shit. Yeah, but maybe you can have the, you know, flick the rest fall on that one. But it's never the rest fault. It's the fact that <laughs> we have a game plan where we fucking hit it up five times yeah. and then kick it. Yeah, well, look, we... um. We haven't made any decisions yet, so if you've got a great idea, send it through to us. Or even an idea you think is shit, because, you know, we may love it. You never know. Uh, Lynn Shield said, uh, read the scarf. How about uh, hash ref's fault on one side and too tight to be a member on the other? <laughs> That's hurtful. Cruzy06, I reckon double-sided ref's fault will suffice with a small twill nation on the ends just to make people make sure people know it's us. It's not bad either. And uh, that just about does it. A long section, but uh, good chats, good chats, good times. Thanks for your input. News and the first story unfortunately broke. About 12 hours or 13 hours after the show was live, um, and you know, only about five hours after people would have started, you know, really been listening to the show. So that's uh, very unfortunate. We have been lucky with the news this year, particularly catching on the right days. But uh, Daly Cherry Evans will remain a seagull after backflipping on a four year, multi million dollar deal to join the Gold Coast. He'll likely be the last player to take advantage of the controversial round 13 rule, which the NRL announced would be abolished. He decided to stay put after Manly up, up their offer, a move that was made possible with the funds freed up from Kieran Foran shift to Parramatta from 2016. The opportunity to stay here and be a one-club one club player, that was what was so enticing, he said. As long as I'm playing NRL, I'm playing at Manly. It's very exciting times. It was a tough decision in the last 48 hours, but it's one I'm comfortable with. I'm sincerely sorry to the Gold Coast Titans. I'm extremely happy with the decision I've made. I know the people who know me respect me and feel I'm an honourable person. Uh, Joe Kelly, the Manly CEO, announced that he'd been given a lifetime contract with the club. Uh, Cherry Evans added, uh, the, the Titans have a right to be angry but I know it's something I can live with knowing I've done the best thing for me I've gone through a lot of pain through this but I know it's all beneficial for me and my family in the long term outcome in rugby league job security isn't something many people have it's something I've been offered and something I've been willing to take up so uh, despite months of unsettling speculation over his future Cherry Evans said his decision to renege on the Titans deal had only been made very recently and was heavily based around the happiness of his family in the last 48 hours I think it's fair to say he said when all's said and done I've gone through a lot of pain for this but I know in the long term it's beneficial to me and my family so we can go through all that stuff but it's like, let's face it it's out there everyone knows the yeah I mean it's been debated as ad nauseum everyone's <clears throat> had their say and, and yeah. I think we're probably just in a nutshell um, probably probably agree it probably could have been I don't really have an issue with what he did at the end of the day he he played within a, a pretty fucking shitty set of rules set yep. down by the NRL and um, that, which that, was the, to, which was designed to counteract a shittier set of rules which you know wasn't that much different with the June 30 remember it was the June yeah. 30 and that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but he's he's 100% right he hasn't done anything wrong and while ever that rule was there he had the option to to do what he did, um, it's it's no different. You know, it, I'm not going to sit here and, and shit on DCE when James Tedesco did exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know if he's only made the decision 48 hours previous, I find that hard to believe. It's not true. Yeah, 
It's hundred um, percent not true. I think again the the way that he the way that he did it probably in hindsight in the cold light of day down the track he might go probably could have handled that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I everyone's saying oh this is going to tarnish his legacy and it's going to no one's going to who gives who thinks really who thinks about Tedesco or Papali or Maltzen or Greg, you know, Drag- Greg Inglis fucking plays though who, who fucking thinks about that. Now, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. No one. If he goes on and, and has continued success and, um, you know, no, I'm sure there will be Titans fans that will hold a grudge. Fucking cares. But yeah. There's Dragons fans that still, you know, M51 of water. They're still fucking on about Molson. Still, still carrying on about Molson. You d- motherfuckers dodged a bullet. Yeah, you're welcome, motherfuckers. Molten. Still carrying on about it. Oh, Molson didn't come to our club. We ended up with Dugan and Molson's been injured ever since he fucking backflipped. Yeah, work that's so shitty for us. Yeah. What the doused. fuck are you complaining about? Save our saints. Save our saints. <laughs> yeah, look. I just, you know, he's, he's uh, come through the ranks at Manly. He's been nurtured and, and brought um, and developed. Was offered by to the two club. at the club, to two at the time, Queensland clubs. He yep. both flat out said fuck off to his father, Troy. So, <laughs> like I said, the Titans, you know, have every right to, to feel like they've been a, a bit dudded. I think he's he's handled it poorly, um, but he's he's got to live and die by his decisions. And he copped a bit of flack at the game. Um, he's copped a bit of flack in the media. The the Gold Coast Bulletin was fucking... Oh, the Courier, the Courier Mail, with the exception of Chris Gary, haven't been any better. Yeah, and... Um, but I just think, for anyone saying this is going to tarnish his legacy or the way people think of him, in, in, it probably, it's probably less, but in six months' time, people aren't going to give two fucks about it. The Australian captain actually fucking properly cheated mm. with the salary cap. Yep. And not to mention, several other stars in the current Queensland side were also in that exact same situation. You know, no one thinks fucking twice about for, that. For, for the, anyone from the Gold Coast, you know... Legit grudge. You know, I'm happy for the Gold Coast people and fans of the Titans to have a legitimate grudge because they're the only ones that have a fucking... Ch- they're the only ones who have the right to have a legitimate grudge because, or to have a grudge at all because they're the only fucking ones negatively affected by this situation hmm. at the end of the day. Their but, club could fucking go... They, their club could fold like the North Sydney Bears over this eventually. I don't think that's going to happen, but... I just, to go to Central th- Queensland. It was a big story, and a lot's been made of it. I just think it will, it will blow over, and there'll be a, a very small smattering of people that will, will bring it up from time to time, like the guy sitting three rows behind us um, at Suncorp. That every time he touched the ball, wasn't it wasn't even any time. Every time he touched the ball, every time Manly had the ball, mm. or the ball was anywhere near him, or the, every time he was on the field or breathing oxygen, it was like <laughs> ten million. Ten show us what ten million is. It te- oh, is that what ten million gets you? Oh, ten million. Oh, fuck's sake, mate. And then he fucking laid on that try and it would have shut the cunt right up. Oh, he kept going. <laughs> I, I just think he, he'd had enough. The ten million figure is so funny too because that was just one newspaper speculating that if he played for as long as Jonathan Thurston is going to play for, then that would give him the opportunity to earn that. That would be ten years and that would give him the opportunity to earn around ten million dollars. No one fucking knows the figures. I know. I happen to know that the TPAs are very nice. So it's not as much of a salary cap hit. The guaranteed money is about the same as the Titans, but the Titans was very, very, very heavily dependent. <laughs> third-party agreements. And uh, the Manly one is too. 
they've actually organised some good third party stuff, uh, which is great. Uh, the 48 hours thing that he said, I think that maybe the 48 hours part was when he sort of told teammates and things like that. Um, that when he was able to speak about it, that's your 48 hours because it would have been announced earlier, but for the fact that the NRL went extremely hard on the third party agreements, the absolute cross T's and dotted I's and everything, because they were looking for any excuse to tell Manly to fuck themselves because they their team was getting fucked over by this, you know, and they wanted to make sure that if there was a slightest loophole they could possibly exploit to make this not happen, then they would, and you know, Manly did everything right. Um, it all came about initially, obviously, because of fucking botched management at Manly. Fucking idiots trying to lowball him in the first place. Um, however, I have to give him credit for hatching a plan to retrieve him. And, you know, obviously there was, you know, it was quite a long a, a long con there, you know, getting eight miles in and, you know, and, and doing some stuff like that that he would have liked. And uh, it worked out for him. So, um, fucking good luck to them. And the Gold, to the Gold Coast, to the Gold Coast fans who want to fucking piss and moan. We had Kane Elgy fucking agreed to a contract, and the Gold Coast got word of it, and fucking paid overs for him to stop that deal from happening. If they hadn't done that, they'd have DCE. If they hadn't have fucking used Nate Miles to bait DCE up to Gold Coast in the first place, and then lowballed him 150k, guess what? They'd have DCE. So you've motherfuckers bought it on yourself, and I really feel for the good Titans fans, but there's an element of you Titans fans out there. They're so fucking bitch-made, pissified little bitches that, yeah, I'd love to see the, the, the fucking side in the ground for you guys. Bernard JKD. Finally caught up in the DCE coverage. The Golden Boy is forever more dirty, tarnished scum. Caps. Any other opinion is bullshit. I favourited that today and then he tweeted us and he said, on reflection, I may have been a bit, <laughs> a bit dogmatic there. Uh, McFlavor7. Anyone who thinks DCE is fine because he plays within the rules, that'd be you, Glenn, thinks it's okay for a 50-year-old man to fuck a 16-year-old girl. (laughs) I I fail to see the correlation there. Um, Honestly, I would have handled it differently in in the, the announcement and the timing and all the rest of it. But I can guarantee you, if I had an offer from the team that had brought, you know, developed me and that I felt comfortable and at home and, you know... And it, and it was matched the other one yeah, that I had. Then yeah. another offer came Except in. longer. Yeah. Another off, counter-offer came in and, you know, I made the decision to accept that and then the counter-counter-offer came in from my existing club or employer to say... How about this? Mm-hmm. We've had a rethink. That deal we pulled off the table, it's back on and we've added a fucking zero <laughs> to it. Um, anyone that says in this day and age that they wouldn't, at the very least, seriously consider it yep. and for for all intents and purposes probably go, you know what, I probably need to take this. Yep. And yeah, I... It's not a it's not a great look, but I'm a lot gonna, of money on the table. I'm leaving a lot of money on the fucking table. If you if you're if you can put yourself in that situation and honestly say that you would have still went to the Titans, fucking good luck to you. Yeah, yep. Um, M51 avoider. 
sounds quite a long one. He did it in a notepad and did a screenshot. Journalists say, people have to realise that rugby league is a business now, not purely a sport. A successful business person says, you must leverage your position for the best possible outcome. Journalists say, <laughs> after that, DCZ played the Titans to get more money. He's worse than Hitler to the power of Mussolini. Hypocrites. I agree. That's possibly the smartest thing he's ever said. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's the only smart thing he's ever said. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Luke Shark 74 Gordon Tallis's comments read DC and Queensland are a bit rich considering three salary cap cheats lead the current team. <laughs> Word. And uh, Voodoo Rock. The original backflipper was Luke Lewis, and look where that poor bastard ended up. Watch out, DCE. Cronulla captain in 2022. <laughs> Luke Lewis wouldn't have been the original one, though, was he? That was when he was going to South, South was it? yeah. What year was that? Do you remember? That was a few years ago. He's yeah. been at Cronulla a little bit. Yeah, and he was, you know, and he flipped to go back to Penrith at that point, didn't he? So, fuck that might have been. He could have been close to the original then. Oh, he would have done that probably still in the June 30 era. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, so... He's, he's... You may be right. The the oldest one I can remember. You may be right. Okay. Next. The under-20s National Youth League Holden Cup competition could be scrapped at the end of next season, with its future to be discussed at a meeting of club chief executives. The financial stress and weekly logistic strain on clubs, coupled with what value it's worth to Holden Club broad, broadcaster Fox Sports ahead of a new TV broadcast deal in 2017, has created serious discussion amongst NRL power brokers that the 20s competition's on borrowed time. All 16 NRL chief executives will meet on Thursday at Sydney Olympic Park, where the agenda will be led by NRL chief executive Dave Smith. Um... The future of the under-20s competition will feature as a point of discussion with a 28% decline in TV viewers between 2014 and 2015. Average audiences have been 18,800 this Holden Cup season. Introduced in 2008, the Holden Cup competition was originally named the Toyota Cup. Um, blah, 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 and, and you know, the stars that came out of it, etc., etc. The draw and structure mirrors, mirrors the NRL competition, which leaves every club, the majority of which fight tooth and nail for funding, working under a salary cap of 250 grand for a squad of 25 players. Extra costs associated with the salaries for coaching staff, strength and conditioning coaches, medical staff and travel and accommodation are the issues which will be aired by the majority of clubs. There's also the much more serious issue of the pressure and expectation on the game's next generation of footballers played a role in the tragic suicide of several Holden Cup players. One proposal is that the under-20s competition return under a banner of a statewide competition which would be run by New South Wales Rugby League and QRL. The clubs aren't massive fans of it, one well-placed official said. It's a big expense and I don't know how much value Fox is getting out of it. I think there would be broad support to push the 20s back into a state league competition from what I can understand. How they get to it and how they unwind and when they have to make a call by, I'm not sure. I think we're in a dangerous situation where TV broadcast and, and ratings uh, dictates what is, you know, the... the future pathway for what is a, a pretty integral part of the development of of young players. Um, there's kids that have played first grade that have come through the 20s that aren't absolute fucking superstars. Yep. But have used it as a stepping stone from to, to make the NRL. And guys that without the 20s probably wouldn't have made the NRL. Yep. That in itself is makes it a very fucking important part of, of what the game is doing and, and how it's building it's I think it's imperative I I take the point that it does put a lot of pressure and expectation but you know pour some more money into the development and education and, and support programs for the young players you know 
what sort of pressure and expectation is going to be put on them if they're identified as a prospect, you know, at a young age and thrown in against grown men? Yep. You know, it's that's going to have an impact on them as well. So, um, you know, and then they never make the NRL because they've been, you know, yep. fucking battered into Bashed submission the because yep. they're physically not capable of competing um, with grown men at the age of fucking 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not everyone is. Uh, I think that it gives them the opportunity to to play on a bigger stage um, with some with some coverage and and you know the exposure to the to the clubs is is very important to what they what they're trying to build. Um, for it to be axed because Fox don't get enough benefit out of it, I think it's a pretty dangerous precedent. Um, on top of that. <clears throat> What are they going to replace it with? Are you going to, you know, as far as game day experience, are you going to pay, you know, the seats that we sit in at Suncorp are $80, right? Yeah. If you buy that seat, it's $80 per game. Yep. You're going to spend 80 bucks, and you're probably not going to rock up on your own. So $160 investment mm-hmm. across two people. Food. Food, which isn't cheap at Suncorp. No. It's not cheap at any ground. Most expensive big rooster you're ever going to eat. Red rooster you're ever yeah. going to eat. Um, you know, if you want to have a drink. Yep. Um, Your strength max prices. Very true. And you're going to get one fucking game. You might get to mm-hmm. see some kids running around before the game. You'll get some cheerleaders. Yep. And that... And there's... Suncorp, you get to see a fucking horsey. Is that, you know, your $100, $120 expense for the night? Is that worth it? You love your team. You support your club. I think you're doing that. You're watching. You know, you're you're only watching your first. I mean, you're not watching the Tigers. You're watching your new team. Like, so it's not even like your old team. So like, it's only your new team. Well, if you're just a fan of footy, yeah. But you're going for the entertainment factor. Yeah. You're spending in excess of a hundred dollars, and yes, you can get cheaper tickets. But if you want to be close to the action, yeah. You know. I guess it comes down to how many people are actually going to watch the two games as well, you know. But I think de- developmental-wise, I think that the 20s is a very important stepping stone and pathway to the NRL. And I don't think I don't think that should be lost to the game because I think there's been far too many players that have come through there and have excelled. And, and those guys were probably going to make it anyway. No matter how their path where they took, it's the guys that have made the NRL purely as a result of of being able to develop their game and be coached, you know, on a stage like that and have that professional exposure to the club that they've gotten through the twenties that would never have made the NRL if not for that. They're the guys that are going to really miss out. Okay, next up, state of origin teams were announced today. Did you happen to see the teams as they were named there for? I did. So, Queensland, first, I guess. Not a lot of change there. Cooper Cronk injured. Mm. DCE DC comes, comes straight in. So, what that means is that Morgan retains his spot. I think a lot of people thought initially that, like, oh, it's going to be a fucking either-or kind of proposition. But, um, or Ben Hunt, you know, even in the mix as well. <laughs> but, not the case. So, 
I think what they've done is it, it brings the least amount of disruption to the squad, given DCE's been part of the squad for a, a while. Morgan has been part of the squad this year um, and, and played part of game one. Um, I don't think Ben Hunt would have been out of place, but to bring him in now, you know, in a pivotal game two situation, um, I just think that is a, a bit more of a leap and a bit more of a disruption to the to the squad than um, than anything else. But um, pretty solid lineup as far as I'm concerned. Um, there's yeah, I mean, there's, you- like you say, there's not a lot of change. Um, DCE comes in, he's... he's um, He's experienced. He's played on, on on the biggest stage. He's won a premiership. He's not going to let anyone down. In game two yeah, at the end. And, he actually, and he's actually, you know, got more time. I mean, you know, to train with the side and things like that. Sure. He's kind of thrown deep end a little bit last time around. Um, but funny, I mean, like Cronk was the difference in the first game. Mm. If you think about it. And it has been so the I mean, difference in that? a number of Origin yeah. games, kicking field goals, and yeah. and you know, even. When it's not as graphic as that, the, he, the, what he brings to the side, the fact that he was injured in game one last year, um, you know, as as fantastic as Jared Hayne played through that Origin series and, and New South Wales certainly deserved um, their victory in the series, but a fit and healthy Cooper Cronk might just swing the result of one of those games the other way, you know? Yeah. Um, so he's, uh, he's a very important cog in, in that wheel. And um, he'll be sorely missed, but I think DCE probably comes and brings. He poses his own questions as well, and um, as long as he can stand up defensively, they're going to find him. And they're going to they're going to target him like he, he gets targeted every week. Uh, but it does it does go up a level at Origin. So provided he's up to the defensive scrutiny, I um, I think they'll they'll. I think you'll see Thurston. Take, you know, he's in some fantastic form regardless, but I, yeah. I think you'll see him take the upper hand and, and DCE will, will, will play second fiddle to Thurston. Okay, on the New South Wales side of the equation, Gallon returns. There was thoughts earlier in the piece that, you know, he may miss the, se- the series, mm. but uh, he's back at the expense of uh, Andrew Fafita. And, Who was uh, horrible in game one. Oh, horrible, really? I think I think all the props had their moments for New South Wales, um, but you know for the the point of you know not making the side too top heavy, then um, then yeah they had to you know swap out a prop for a prop and Gallon of course you know has to be first guy picked you know in any Origin game you know that's the way the dude goes. Uh, Farah under some doubt, but he's been past fit and will play. Has he been? Has he actually had a fitness test? Well, I mean, what I'm reading here says that he that he's been uh, he's been past fit, so. And and will play, so I guess uh, he um, he said he initially looked long odds to be fit, fit uh, to be fit after getting dumped by Justin Hodges in that uh, first half of the first game. But um, as late as Sunday, the Blues were expecting to have to either go to Mick Ennis or blood a rookie, probably Nathan Peets or Mitch Rain. However, Farrah managed what to pass. What would you do there, Farrah? Let's say hypothetical, Farrah's out. Who do you pick? It's fucking hard because there's no second. There's no second best. I think you'd go Ennis just because he's an experienced guy that gives good Fuck service. That. Gives good service from dummy half. Well, I think you take the opportunity. I think you take the opportunity to to, to blood what, to blood your next backup. You yeah. know, or your next hooker. Like Robbie's only got a couple of seasons left. Yeah. Yeah, but I just don't think Nathan Peets or Mitch Rain are good enough. I think Peets is hundred percent. 
He could be, but I don't think he is, like, yet. I mean, he hasn't shown me. I mean, he's, he's obviously a good player, but, like, you know, good, being a good player in origin is two different things entirely. I mean, Mick Ennis, for all his problems, and like, let's face it, I don't fucking like the dude at all as a player, but he's been going okay for the Sharks, and he's just got that, you know, niggle and that sort of... Just, origin, I don't you know, see shit. why that makes you an origin player. I'm not saying it makes him an origin player, I'm saying it makes him a better choice than the No, you might not be saying that, but other people do. You know, oh, he's got that niggle factor. Oh, he's, a, you know, like he... Fucking guys that get in there and, and don't need to, to prove that they're the biggest tool on the fucking football field for 80 minutes and and actually do the majority of their talking by way of their actions on the field and, you know, don't hide behind Cade Snowden. Just saying. <laughs> uh, I think in this... Uh... That was his Ben Cray moment and yeah. he... I was never a Mick Ennis fan by any stretch of the imagination, given his rivalry, rivalry with Farah. Um, but, you know, for all the fucking shit that he's talked and, and, you know, situations he's tried to talk his way into, when the chips were down, he hid behind Cade Snowden. And not enough's made of that for mine. Oh, it's, fairly, it's a fairly, like, I don't know about iconic, but, you know... Well, he, he doesn't cop anywhere near enough, as much as Ben Cray cops, and they're not a million miles away from each other, those situations. That's true, but I think Ennis has actually played some good games, and whereas, whereas Cray has been like one of those guys where you just mystified he ever got selected at, at all. Like, I mean, <laughs> Unless you're a, a Dragons fan. I think Dragons fans realise he's, he's a massive cat too, but I mean, yeah, he's their captain. Um, Brett Morris returns at the expense of Tupo. Coming back from a uh, hamstring injury, uh, expected to miss the, se- the series or at least the first two games. However, as with Farah, a quicker than expected recovery, and he had a great game on the weekend as well for the doggies. So he's uh, boom back in. Great, great decision to get him back in the side. Um, Tupo and Hopwade both don't offer a lot, but um, yeah, I think it's fair that he uh, gets in there over the top of Tupo. Great. I mean, you know. Those Morris boys are, are fantastic players and proven performers at that level. I um, wonder if they're going to swab these blokes as far as their fucking early recoveries. Calves from, from missing a series to He's a Bulldogs player named. too. He's a Bulldogs player, so Desi's probably got him on some beetroot fucking calves blood <laughs> cocktail. <laughs> and finally, Trent Hodkinson retains his spot. Benched <laughs> through his club game on the weekend, which Whooped. actually... Which actually you know, precipitated his side actually turning the game around and winning. He's uh, been retained by New South Wales. I think, um, you know, if you're good enough to be selected at, at that level and and you don't perform, um, you know, in game one, I, th- I think... I feel like he, he probably deserves a crack to redeem himself. I don't think he deserves 20 cracks like Mitchell Pearce has had, but... Yep. I think he deserves a go to... to and I think Mitchell Pearce deserves another crack, and his basically name hasn't even been discussed as a, a lucky selection or, you know, whatever. Um, and then when you've got a guy like Blake Austin running around out there who's just fucking killing it at the moment. Yeah. You want to talk about blood and young players? Well... There's your fucking player. Fucking... You can't just say someone's an is or isn't an origin player if they don't get picked. Yep. Let them prove whether they are or they aren't on the, in that stage. Yep. You can't make a judgment call. You know, Blake Austin, there is not a player, 
Name a player that's in better form than that guy at the moment. You can't. You can't. He's on fire. He's sensational. What does he have to do? And this is this is what I was saying at the start of last year. What the fuck does this guy have to do to get a run in first grade for the West Tigers? Look, I'm going to cop the loyalty the loyalty angle. I mean, it's something that New South Wales aren't really good at. So the fact they're doing it, you know, should be applauded, I guess. But if they lose this next game and the season's gone, or sorry, the series is gone, then if you don't put fucking Blake Austin in there as look as a look to the future in a dead rubber, fucking, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Right. He's a um, fantastic player regardless, but the form he's in yep. is undeniable. And even in a utility spot. Why you couldn't know, you have him on the bench? 17. Put a 17 on his back. Let him sit on the fucking bench. Put him there in front of Boyd fucking Cordner. Well, Who is a myth? We've already discussed that, and some people agreed with us. They weren't Roosters fans, surprisingly. Some Roosters um, fans do, though. I I just think you could do a lot worse when the game is wearing down, there's 20 to go, guys have tackled themselves to a fucking standstill and busted their ass trying to cart that ball up mm-hmm. and they've got to deal with Blake Austin. Yep. Good fucking luck. Exactly. Good luck. Especially Blake Austin with, you know, a bit of early ball, you know, and fucking like that guy carves up with Sisawanga on the outside of him. Mm-hmm. He's turned Sisawanga into a fucking revelation. Yeah, and Jared fucking Croker. Yeah, like that guy's an emotional wreck. Yeah, for eighty minutes a week. Well, for fucking every minute, every every week. I mean, we we only see eighty minutes, but I'm, I'm sure he walks. I mean, I've never seen I've time. never seen him burst into tears at training, but I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm sure he walks around with tears in his eyes the whole time. I'm pretty bloke. sure he wakes up in the morning, you know, sits on the side of the bed and 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 bursts into tears. That's how he wakes up every morning. Then he has a coffee, and then he bursts into tears again. Puts on a fucking like dashboard confessional CD or something like that. I don't know what that is, but I'm pretty certain it will make him cry. But you know, he he looks fantastic with those guys playing in the centres. The fuck with Michael Jennings mm-hmm. and Josh Morris. Come on, son. Exactly. That motherfucker's just, he's just carving holes in anything. He's like Chucky from Child's Play. <laughs> he's just, he's chopping holes in everything. <laughs> okay, um, just some bits and pieces. Gold Coast 5'8", Aiden Caesar won't be punished for dropping the C-bomb at young West rival, West Tigers rival Mitchell Moses on Friday night. Caesar was placed on report after he was heard the question, Moses, you think you're such a tough cunt, bro? <laughs> It was initially thought that Caesar was placed on report for swearing, but the NRL insisted that was not the case. NRL spokesman said that referee Ashley Klein thought he overheard a slur of a far more serious nature. But after reviewing audio of the incident, the NRL said what Klein thought he had heard was not apparent on the match tape. Interesting. Um, Look, no chance of Aiden Caesar doing a backflip if he's wearing a couple of concrete boots (laughs) and sitting in the... uh, Lebanese mafia, you're saying? Well, I'm just saying he's got it. Uh, he's got it in his bloodlines, Mitchell. Yep. Call in a call in a cousin or two, and uh, Aiden Caesar will be uh, missing in action for the Canberra Raiders preseason 2016. Just saying. Now, finally, uh, in a news section, did you happen to read an article through the week about uh, Shane and Ben Walker coaching the Ipswich Jets yes. and the changes they've made to? 
coaching. Yes, I did. The revolutionising of, of, at least at the Queensland Cup level, how the Ipswich is working for the Ipswich Jets. They don't wrestle at all. They let teams get up, play the ball as fast as they want, get through their sets quickly. And they're promoting an idea that completion rate is not an important statistic, and in fact, it's time of possession that's yeah, important. Yeah. So they guys, they can, they can, you know, crab, run backwards, do whatever, as long as they hold on to the ball for their full set, and, you know, wiping like a minute off the clock for the sets. People who, you know, anyone's taking kicks and stuff in play, they only do short kickoffs with the justification that if they kick it down to the goal line, it gets passed to a prop, and then they get back to the 20. If they take a, uh, a short kickoff, it goes to 35 and they've got a 50-50 chance of getting the ball back. And if they don't, it's only 15 metres. Same situation with dropouts as well. So it's easy to set the line on the goal line than it is to, you know, rush up, staggered and, you know, with the prop charging on the ball from, you know, 50 out. Once again, only giving up sort of, 50, you know, 15 mm. metres if they fuck it up. I'll, in theory, I like it. I haven't seen any Switch James this year, so I can't really say how it, how it works. <laughs> I've been meaning reality. to watch a lot of Ipswich games and actually go and see a few with, and take Jackson out there. I actually seek them out now because it sounds amazing and I want to see what it looks like in the real world. Because it sounds great in theory. Look, and the, the results seem to speak for themselves. If nothing else, you know what? It's nice, it's refreshing to see people going, you know what, the game's not fucking perfect. Yep. And, you know, we got to this point in, in the way people think rugby league should be played by people having a revolutionary, you know, and a visionary type mind. Well, why can't they have a crack? The fact that it's come from Walker Brothers? Yeah. That's revolutionary in its fucking self. Well, look, Ben couldn't tackle to save his life, but I mean, you got to, you know, he, he was top point scorer one year when he played yeah. for Manly. I mean, he's a fucking, he's a good attacking player. Absolutely. I remember years ago, um, after the Super League War, and there was a story going around that, that about a phone call between the Johns brothers and, and Phil Gould. And, um, you know, there was something about how important the Johns brothers are to the game of rugby league. Okay. And a phone call that was made um, saying, you know, we want to start an academy. You know, the Johns mm-hmm. brothers, you know, all the brightest talent can come, you know, like an ARL academy. They can come down, they can have seminars and, you know, kicking, you know, like skills classes yep, yep. and all this sort of stuff. And um, and hold, you know, bring the games, you know, young coaches into the game and developing yep. it. I don't really know how much of that's been taken on. Well, there are academies now. and um, But the game, you know, someone does something and then all of a sudden that's, that's the, the era for the game and it's... You know, it, it might be scintillating attack, you know, like the Raiders of the, the 90s. Yep. Everyone tr- tried to play like that, but only some teams have the personnel to do it. Um, at the moment, it's it's a very, you know, like you say, possession, kick to the corners, completion mm-hmm. rate, um, and, and defensive structured type game. I'd like to see it get to a point where it's a lot more fucking entertaining sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, in Origin in particular. Yeah. Well, That's look, the big example. You have to be... I, I just think it, it, it sort of doesn't... It's not conducive to new fans. Yeah. When you love rugby league as much as we do, you can watch a game and you can get satisfaction out of watching a team defend their ass off and defend yeah. their line set after set after set. If you're a casual observer of rugby league and you watch a game like... Cronulla and Roosters on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I watched that and I thought that's a fucking pretty gritty win. And we'll we'll get to the breakdown of the yeah. game, but 
if you were someone that was, you know, a fan, like a, a diehard fan of, of another code or another sport altogether and caught that game, you think you're going to go, fuck, I, I really need to get to an NRL game live. Yeah. You'd be like, I'm never watching this trop ever again. Yeah. Fucking boring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that someone is actually trying to think outside the square and um, and change change things up a little bit and, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's working at, you know, at that level and, and there's people talking about it, which is good. Um, whether we see teams adopt it or whether they get a gig in the NRL and they, they try and adopt that, good luck to them. I like, yep. I like the fact that someone's trying to think of something new. Recaps for round 13 of the National Rugby League Telstra Premiership 2015. Friday night football. Broncos 44 defeat the mighty Manly Sea Eagles 10 at Suncorp. Pretty ordinary fucking crowd. Now look at the figure. I didn't see the figure. I didn't, Neither did you know, I. But under 30,000, 28,000. Wow. That's Friday night Broncos usually do 35s, don't they? Minimum, Ish, yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, Broncos points came from tries to Justin Hodges, Jordan Carhu, Ben Hunt, double to Vito, double to Milford and Jack Reed. Uh, Carhu, five of eight conversions and a penalty. Manly's tries came to Peter Hicku and Brett Stewart. Jamie Lyon, one from two conversions. The Broncos are getting better and Manly is still last and, and couldn't go with them. And, you know, they, they tried Manly. They tried things. Their forwards... Um, tried to stand up but they just couldn't couldn't get any real ascendancy um around the ruck and, and through the middle which really limited uh manly's chances with the ball especially for their halves um and you know on the flip side of that it gave the broncos halves free reign i thought hunt had a really nice controlling game and milford injected injected himself um really well without overplaying his hand and then Boyd at the back was solid and unspectacular but made things happen put Reed into space there was so much space on the edges for the Broncos they seemed to run into space there all night Reed Alex Glenn uh, Vito and they just kept going there um, and there was a lot of space but Reed I don't I don't know what his stats were but he seemed to just be streaking away down the side there yeah numerous times I mean, he was given he was given every opportunity to play well in this game, though. Mm. I mean, the start first set of the game, Manly, awesome set, and then four and fucking kicks out on a full, straight away puts them back in where it was a great set should have been a kick down to the corner. They're off, they're fucking off their own forty in first set, uh, which and then the try that the Broncos scored from that was pretty arsy. But I mean, you know, when you're in good form and you know you make your own luck and everything, and things just seem to bounce the way you want them to go. And the same for the other one. Where Hawk, I mean, once again, it was George Tafua gifted him 10 points to start the game off. There was a period there where they actually fucking got back into the game in 2010. Mm. And uh, for and if he just had a new how to draw and pass, it was Brett Stewart under the sticks for 2016. And Manly actually had the upper hand on them at that stage and were actually making ground at will and all that sort of thing. Immediately after that, the Broncos, I think they got a penalty goal, which sort of stretched it out a little bit more. And then they got a try. And that was the end of it. But it was a good win to the Broncos. And they played pretty well. I mean, I don't think they can play much better than that, to be honest. But the, I don't... The magnitude of the loss doesn't fucking bother me at all because I mean, the, Jamie Lyon went off 
you know, early to midway through the second half. And that's what gave Jack Reed all of his space. The fact that they've had that... Proc- I've, we've talked about it ad nauseum this year. Tommy Simons, the poor cunt, gets dropped in in the fucking centres and then is expected to defend against, you know, reasonable centres. And, well, you know, I don't think Jack Reed's a reasonable centre, but he gets good ball from, you know, the good players in the side. And so poor old fucking Tommy, I mean, the dude's just left out there, and you know... I mean, Hiku's not the fucking Hiku's not a good winger. He's a good centre though, but you know, poor old fucking Tommy. And I heard from the there was a, a fan fan day sort of thing on the Saturday, and um, Jamie Lyon, I think he's out for four to six weeks now. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, like Matai also, he was uh, had his ankle. You know, he was in a in a brace as well, and he wanted to go off earlier, but Jamie Lyon got injured earlier and beat him to the Tommy Simon substitute. So Matt, I was on one leg out there as well. And so there was a point there for the last 20 minutes where a lot of the junk time points came from where they just didn't have fucking fit dudes on the field that they could actually defend. So, I mean, disappointing for me that, um, that four and once again, you know, showed what a fucking liability he is and killed any chance of the fight back, which was a good fucking fight back considering they're down 20 shit. And, um, but yeah, Broncos, they played controlled. They played good. Kind of, uh, you know, dare I say, like 2008 grand final. Like, you know, one of those sort of things where, you know, the sinews sort of aligned and, you know, everything went their way. And, uh, you know, I don't think that they can play better than that. Milford, I mean, I think Milford, he was very fucking... I mean, he's, he was lucky to, you know, get the ball five metres out in massive broken play situations with no defence in front of him, essentially. Yeah, you know, I think he... Made him look a lot better. He didn't do anything otherwise. As far as tries ben scored, I, Yeah, Ben Hunt, I thought he had a, a great all game. on Ben Hunt. But I thought Milford was, was pretty solid. He didn't have, you know, one of those... He didn't do anything, though. Like, he, didn't, he didn't do anything other than score some Darius Boyd tries where, you know, he got the ball in the right spot and he just had to fall over the fucking line, you know? So, <laughs> um, They're a good yeah. side, the Broncos. They're a good side. They're obviously a lot... You know, say what you want about Bennett, but fuck me. Whatever he's got, he's making it work there. And, you know, now, you know, Boyd fit, he's getting infinitely better every week. And, you know, once this Origin series is over... Um, especially if Queensland win it, um, he's, you know, those guys come back to their clubs and they they fucking grow an extra leg just like a lot of those New South Wales players did last year, um, and that's that's pretty dangerous proposition for the, for the Broncos. I think, um, you know, he he can be a lot better for them and bring a lot more to the table than what he is even at the moment. I'm not even entirely sure he's 100 percent match fit at the moment. He's um. He's really just controlling his, his play. The Ben Zed. Brisbane good, but Manly bombed the try away from being down six. It was actually four. In spite of the dominance, in quotes. Brisbane to fall short as Sydney clubs heat up. Yeah. Don't really? Know. I agree with the first sentence, but I mean, you know, I think that the Broncos will still be, you know, around. Oh, I get what he's saying. I, I, I agree with him that the West Tigers are going to string some wins together. I really agree <laughs> with you, Ben. And I, I know where you're coming from, but I don't think the Broncos are going to fall short. Jay Stib. What's he saying? Fall short of winning the comp? Okay. Oh, yeah, when you try, yeah, yeah, maybe they will. I mean, there's a lot of inexperienced guys and everything. I mean, Ben, it should be a level head in that time of year when the finals come, because, you know, I think they'll probably make the finals. But. You know, barring catastrophe, yeah. but they're a top four side for sure. Yeah, but I mean, you know, and maybe and maybe there are teams that you know are going to form up towards the end of the season that have been there, you know, for a so, long time. But in summary, Ben's one hundred percent right. The, the Tigers are, are are on the rise. I agree. 
Jay Stibb, brilliant display by the Bronx last night, minus one of their best. God himself. Yeah, you know the one. Maranta. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Eel. Oh, so the two-headed Bogans tried to boo DCE all game. So nice of the Broncos to stick up for their big brothers, the Titans. I thought that was a fucking disgusting behaviour from fucking inbred. Oh, wow, a crowd booed a player. What a fucking big deal. I just, I don't understand why. It's so funny the Broncos want to kick the Titans every chance they get. And you would think that they would delight, delight in someone giving the Titans the best kicking they've ever had. Far better than anything the Broncos have ever done. They're hardly going to fucking cheer the guy. Um, (laughs) I just think that, you know, it was more of a... The whole DC th- DCE thing's been a bit of a um, a media soap opera, and I think they're just reacting to the fact that the media says he's a bad guy, so we better be Yeah, him. the Queensland, the, the yeah. Courier Mail and things like that, that it is crazy the way they tell people to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, let's, don't get me wrong, the Sydney papers get pretty fucking wronky, especially around Origin time, but the Queensland ones, I mean, something happens to a Queensland, anybody tenuous, slight link to Queensland... Fucking yeah. God help you in those shitty fucking tabloids. Um, Unky D, half the Titan members went to the game to boo DCE. I'm impressed that six people were able to be heard in such a large crowd. DeLorean Gray, I bet Glenn is saying we about the Broncos now. You're a wanker. You were very careful not to. I, I was listening this no. time. Very careful not to. Look, you read You read from a... You actually read from a prepared statement. I'm That's not how careful perfect. you were. I'm not perfect. And sometimes I fuck things up. Sometimes I say you're a nice person. Hey, the bandwagon's got plenty of room on it, probably. Mate, if, well, I, was, if I was ever going to jump on it, I would have fucking jumped on it long before now. <laughs> fucking Jackson gronking it up. Is he? Just. Oh, Dad, did you see how much the Broncos won by last night? I stayed up and I watched the whole game, and they just they smashed him in the end. They ran away with it. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Got that. How fucking good was Did that try? Huh? set up. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a. It was. A good I reckon game. that was worth. That was probably worth about like let's let's say like a nominal value. I reckon that was worth about five grand. So he's already started paying installments. But <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> was fucking magical though. Um, Toto TV. Jeez, I thought Nate was embellishing it, but Foran has really tapped out. Thank you. That's a Bronco supporter saying that too. So thank fuck someone says that. And um. The one thing I'd like to add, though, it's funny. Like, no, there's no news come out about Tuvi. I thought for sure he'd get fucking done after this. I there was heard, a lot to talk about. I haven't heard anything about Tuesday, it coming up. Yeah, but I thought that, you know, there's a bye week coming up, so a fortnight, get a new guy in there starting Monday, and, you know, boom, transition, have, you know, two weeks because you've got that, the benefit of that bye weekend, and then, you know, it's, an, it's a bye weekend, I think, is an easy sort of off-the-radar time to transition these things as well. But as um, far as manly media announcements go, it's probably going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I must say how refreshing it is to see, like, say you look at the Sharks at the moment. It hasn't happened to the Tigers yet, but look at the Sharks. So I fucking sack Flano. Sack. We always make fun of him every week about how they loved him. And as I sack Flano, sack Flano. And, you know, you had all your, you know, any coach has, you know, like Paul Green, they wanted to sack him in the first couple of weeks of the year too, up there in North Queensland. But it's almost universal, Manly fans are like, save Tuvi, don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's there's none of that fucking turning on the coach thing. And I just think it's really refreshing to see, and I would like to save applaud the fan base. if you will. I'd just like to applaud, yeah, applaud the fan base, and just remember that hard work pays off, dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. All right. 
And the NRL wants to rub this fucking great club of their fucking dignity and, and sign us up for a wooden spoon. But Todd Greenberg could suck my dick till his lips fall off because we'll renege on that too. Is Manly that from fucking the movie? No, that's just something I fucking... That's freestyle off the dome. Except <laughs> that you uh, just read it straight from the fucking notepad that in front of you. I've, only got, fucking, I've only got tweets and fucking... You scrolled up. I just saw you delete West Tigers. Scrolled. Sorry, I was going to say West Tigers. Gold Coast Titans 27 defeat the West Tigers 20. Leichhardt Oval. The spiritual home. The fucking... Which wonder of the world is it? Is it the 8th? 9th? 8th. May as well be the 89th. Maybe 400th because only 7,000 of you can't stand up to it. And uh, the Titans... I remember this was an impregnable foot. Like this was like not quite Brookvale, but it was pretty fucking solid home ground advantage. The Gold Coast Titans, though, one of the worst travelling sides in the history of the rugby league, come down there. Twenty-seven points, tries to Aiden Caesar, Kane, LG, James Roberts, Anthony Don, three from four conversion to Caesar, a penalty to Caesar, a penalty to Sexy Eyes, field goal to Caesar, twenty-seven points. Tigers twenty, a double to Lawrence, winding back the clock. Fuck. Hot Sauce, also with a try. Paddy Richards, three from three conversions and a penalty goal. Look, spirited, Break it down for me. Spirited fight back from the Tigers, but to go down 19-2 at, as you say, our spiritual home of Leichhardt Oval, that's a far more telling factor and says a lot about where the fucking club's at at the moment. Uh, I think, um, you know, the Titans had a point to prove and and just as DCE did, I guess... Is that going to motivate them for the rest of the season? This whole DCE grudge thing. I don't. I don't think so. I think that they they've got a bit of a dip in them, the Titans, and um, it'll be some very impressive coaching from uh, from Neil Henry to to extract that much out of this squad based on that decision from Daly Dreams. You know how emotion works in, you know, you've got like, you know, coaching changes, you've got mm. very, you know, rice for Alex, you know, various emotional stimulus sure. that you can put into a club. But it just doesn't last for It doesn't last for fucking 12 or 14 weeks. Um, I was pretty disappointed in, in how, how this game was supported by the Tigers faithful at, at Leichhardt. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of talk about suburban grounds and, you know, how much people love Leichhardt and... It's, you know, for 7,000 people, and yes, it's cold, yes, it's a Friday night, but really? 7,000? That's mm. a, that's not a million, that, what did we get, 8,000 last year in the pissing rain against Manly? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a poor crowd, but for the conditions, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was fucking raining sheets for the entire game. Mm. Mm. Um, they just have to do better. And it's the same at Campbelltown. You know, they will cry blue fucking murder if the Tigers say we're playing all our games out of ANZ because we get a hundred grand to play there. Yeah, it's good for the club. Well, and the fans aren't making the choice very difficult. Fuck, look, everyone, oh, we love the Tigers, we love this, we love that. Like Hard Oval, it's the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. Like Hard Oval. No, Why can't. would they, they burn almost the equivalent of what they get paid to play at ANZ? They burn yeah. it at the suburban grounds. Mm. And then to get... And that's with getting a crowd of more than 7,000. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it just doesn't make any sense. Either support it or get the fuck out. Support the, the suburban grounds and the fact that they take X amount of games there every year. Or don't mourn their death. Or when it, when it comes time where the club makes a business decision, 
that it makes a lot more sense, duh, to fucking be paid a hundred grand to do something rather than cost us a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking no-brainer. Makes zero sense. Yep. Get there, support the fucking team through good times and bad, thick and thin, whatever the fucking conditions, however fucking cold or hot it might be. I, you know, I wish I lived closer. Let's say that. Um, I hope they have enough buckets on standby to catch the remnants of the rugby league enema that JT is administering at the Tigers. Um, <laughs> because in the wash up, I hope that we're left with, you know, a side that is built. I agree with everything he's saying. I, I agree with the fact that the Tigers, for a decade, haven't been fucking good enough to compete at the top. And yeah, that's not entirely true, though. I mean, around you know, 2010 and, you know... Only two seasons, Nathan. Two seasons since 2005. But they were certainly good enough for those seasons. Yeah. Was that a blip on the radar, or was that something we were doing perfectly well? Is that is that the road that the peak club... Peak genius. It was absolute peak genius. It was Gareth Ellis, and it was Benji Marshall at the peak of his fucking powers, which lasted two seasons and has all of a sudden come back now in... in <laughs> a red and white jersey um, I, I hope that what he's doing is setting the club up for the next decade because if we get to the end of this season you know or halfway through next season and we're still dealing with this rubbish um, and we're still saying we're rebuilding be patient you know when you see other clubs turn it around in a season in a year yeah you know I can I can cop down times and I will continue to do so but you know you see teams turn it around and get on the right track within a season so um, I hope that what he's doing is setting the club up for the next decade because if if we end up you know sans JT and, and then you know in another rebuilding year or three that's going to be hard to cop yeah yeah Okay, J.W. McKellar on Twitter. Two things lost that game, JT's defence plan and Moses' kicking game. Thought Moses played okay, but he is not there to be the kicker. Andy underscore Seags. Don and Roberts show the value of speed. Titans need to focus more on speed than coke. Sleeper, that one. The Scarecrow 23. Rugby league is a farce. Fuck this game. I'm over the bullshit that goes on every week. I had to actually, when I saw that tweet, I was like, that's amazing. What is it referring to? Still got no idea. What's the timestamp? Okay, it would have been the Tigers game. <laughs> I don't know what, though. <laughs> the biggest Tiger. Someone just shouted out, bring back Molson. No one laughed. Not sure if it's because it's not funny or people were actually considering it. That's not the answer. Canberra Raiders 44 defeated the Newcastle Knights 22 at Hunter. Uh, this one, the Raiders 44, came from a double to Edric Lee, Jared Croker, Jack White, and Josh Papali double to the Techno Viking. All with tries. Jared Croker, 6 of 7 conversions and 2 penalties. Knights 22 came from tries to the Uate Pate, Joey Leilua, Sione Matautia, and Dane Gagai, and Kirk Gidley, 3 of 4 conversions. I thought Blake Austin looked like a Dally M contender. Mate, now's the time to put some money on. Absolutely. Before he gets too short. Another fantastic game, and that's, you know, too many to count in a row for the guy. Again, as I said before, there's there's not much more he can do um, to score a representative jersey. 
Um, lots of cracking attack in this game. I thought that some of the tries that were scored were fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, the Raiders looked a more polished, which is a pretty good sign given the size of their pack. If you know, if they can continue that sort of um, standard of attack, um, you'd like to think that most games they're going to be in with a real shot of getting over the top of their opposition if their forwards really turn it on. Um, the size of them, the, the mobility um, on the edges, um, if their backs turn out plays like that week in, week out, then the Raiders have got some good times ahead. Uh, I just think the Knights gave up too much of a start and they're really... It, it's almost symbolic of the area as far as Newcastle goes, that they're compiling these tradesman-like performances week after week, and unfortunately, you know, more often than not, they're turning into losses um, after such a promising start to the season. But um, there's something to build on for the Knights. I just wonder if, if you know, the, the hierarchy and the crowds and that, uh, the fans rather, are going to stick with, um, with Stone if the losses keep piling up. But they're certainly building something there. Injuries aren't helping. Um... But I think I saw enough in this game that, you know, they're going to continue to give teams troubles in patches during games and and be competitive for the full 80 minutes. But um, I just don't think they've got enough spark or polish to to trouble even even the you know middle of the rung sides. Mitch the Geo, my football team is a cross-eyed, buck-toothed, pigeon-toed, underweight, prepubescent teenager. Hash, still my team. Hash, nightlife. Solzy04 was just watching that game and couldn't figure out who was good for the Raiders. I hope this week in league can help me out. <laughs> Super duper Saul. Under eight players would do better than the Knights today. Didn't do the basics. Screwed up big time. Very disappointed. Drew underscore Nathan5. The Techno Viking is making me happy and angry at the same time. <laughs> he should be doing this to Queensland. He should be. But will he be? Nope. The South Sydney Rabbitohs, 36, defeat the New Zealand Warriors, 4, all the way over in NIB in Western Australia. And uh, good crowd there, over 20,000. So good on your... Are they sand gropers over there? Is that what we call them? I think so. Yep. Uh, the Rabbitohs, 36, came from tries to Bryson Goodwin, Chris Grevesmule, Tim Grant, double to Walker, Alex Johnston also with a try, Isaac Luke, 4 of 6 conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Warriors, try to Manu Vatavai, the end. Really was one of those games for the Warriors. It was over at half time and they, they never looked in it mm-hmm. for any stretch. Um Rabbitohs are pretty good. I I'm not sure if that says as much about uh the standard of their play which was which was good or although I don't think it was their best. It probably says a, a great deal more about where the Warriors were. Um they were really poor, I thought. Um fantastic support in, in Western Australia, as you said, and they're just going to have to be in the closing arguments for expansion. There's, there's just no rhyme or reason. Um, when you take it all into account, especially what they bring to the table as far as the TV time slot with that extra game, you know they might end up having to be the Western, the Western Broncos, playing every fucking Saturday, or, or <laughs> you know they're going to have a, a locked-in time slot for good. Um, but be much like the Warriors have with their Sunday afternoon yeah, thing. How it starts a bit earlier. True. And, you know, they can't do much more than what they're doing. They're getting out there, voting with their feet and supporting supporting the product in the hope that they get their own team, which is uh, which is admirable. 
if Dylan Walker isn't an Origin player, Origin Origin is missing out. I feel that guy. He, he just wouldn't let anyone down. I think he's proven his toughness. I think he's proven his ability. Um, and what he brings and, and the, the questions that he asks of defensive lines, you know, it's that sort of guy. And, and again, Blake Austin, those sort of guys that are constantly probing and asking questions and they're not just there to counteract something that the opposition's doing. Yeah. You know, they're guys that bring their own list of questions to the table and... and you know, put the onus back on on would put the onus back on Queensland to have to to deal with what they're doing rather than just again. That's why we're getting these dour contests at Origin level is because you know one team. You know, as far as this team will go down in history, um, as far as the the key key elements to it, as as one of the best ever. Mm-hmm. You know, with the quality of the players. And that that has bred a mindset in New South Wales that if we counteract that, yeah, we're going to hold them. If if we stop what they're doing, we give ourselves a chance to win. Well, they're not fucking superhuman. They still have to tackle too. They still mm. have to, you know, make defensive adjustments and decisions on the run, and and are prone to errors and and all the rest of it. But you have to put them under pressure. You have to ask yep. those questions and. You know, I think picking players like Hayne and, you know, Dugan, you're getting part of the way there, but continually picking Bo Scott. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, dare I say Josh Morris. He's done very well defensively to contain English, but even at club level, his attack hasn't been at all good over the last couple of years. Let's Let's say you pick, you know, on form, Dylan Walker and James Roberts. Fucking all for it. Fed by the Techno Viking. Yeah. Yeah. At least, if they lost the series, at least Daly could put his hand up and go, Fuck you know what, guys? Something. We tried it. We went with, you know, an all-out, all-guns-blazing attacking focus yep. with guys that were performing at club level mm-hmm. and, and they couldn't get the job done for us. Yeah. At the moment, it's like, well... Did the same old shit. We and... thought we'd stop them. Yeah. And we couldn't. It's um, Dylan Walker would not be out of place in a blue jersey, in my humble opinion. At Shane Aaron Elvis, I was worried before kickoff, but great defence and a real killer instinct in our attacking opportunities have me smiling. B one five five four two first tweet is to say like you know, fantastic that uh, you know I can actually live tweet a game, you know, for yeah. one of the very few times. But he said uh, the Warriors are shit. Give WA a side. Hash. Hurry the fuck up. And he's got hash 23,000. Well, the official crowd, from what I can see, is 20,272. So I'm not sure where your 23,000 comes from, but. Just add a, cup, add a couple. Melbourne Storm 20 defeat the Penrith Panthers 0 at the Muddy Puddle. And uh, this one, geez, a sad tale to. It's a sad game, really. I mean, all the action took place in the first half, pretty much. Mm. And um, the Storms 20 came from a double to Blake Green. Cameron Munster also with tries. Cam Smith, three of three conversions and a penalty goal to uh, bring up the 20. And the penalty goal was the only thing that happened in the second half, points-wise. Let's be fair. The Penrith cheerleaders deserve better. Um, you know, going out there, winter time, Penrith, foot of the mountains, possibly close to the arsehole of the earth. At this time of year, yeah, um, in a stadium filled with people from Penrith and Falconbridge, 
very very poor. Yeah. Why? Where? You know? Why would you be there? Yeah. Because well, you love because your you, team. Because you pay the throw on the player. Well, because you love your team and the Shank club pays your money to yeah. to put on a, a you know a patent leather outfit and wave yeah. a pom pom. But apart from that, give the fucking girls something to cheer about. Jesus Christ, Panthers. Pretty miserable showing, really. I thought it was in their, they in were their recent era. They were definitely yeah. flat. Um, they were they were off it and they were at home and there's no real excuse for that. Um, and you know, same goes for the Tigers, to be quite frank. But they couldn't find a way into the game. No Moylan, no chance. <laughs> yeah, they they couldn't find a way into the game, and I thought Melbourne controlled that aspect fairly well. Um, they weren't helped by some some refs' fault, but I, I tend not to address that, and and people can be as critical of that as they want. But twenty nil. It's hard to say that a singular decision could really, you know, or even a, 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 you know, a few of them could contribute to that kind of. Look, if you, can you look at that performance and go, we were fucking outstanding, but for the ref, we were outstanding. Would have won that game, but for the ref, we we got completely and utterly fucked over by the referee, and we were scintillating at our regardless. home ground. You know, if you've got to be, the team has to be accountable for for how they come out, and they were flat. No um, Moylan. How important is he to the side? Well, fucking vital, I dare say. Very important, I, I suspect. He's um, he's been playing hurt um, recent times, and now he's going to be out for a, a considerable amount of time. And Penrith are going to have to deal with um, deal with the prospect of, of dishing these sorts of performances up week in and week out until he gets back. If if he truly is the difference, but. Gritty stuff from Melbourne. This was hardly their most scintillating performance as well. But, uh, you know, Munster uh, filled in pretty well for, for Slater. Blake Green took a, a little bit more of an upper hand, especially after Cronk went off. And, um, and Cameron Smith, you know, maintained control of the ruck and, and steered things around effectively. And, and, and that, coupled with the fact that Penrith were off their game and, and were quite flat... Um, you end up with a 20 nil score on, you know, on a pretty decent road trip for the Storm. At B15542, I just can't spake. The only thing good with the Panthers is at Danny Tequila. He's on hash Vuvuzela, hash Tigers in decline. Unnecessary. At the Scarecrow 23, second time in two weeks the best cheer squad in the league have had nothing to cheer about. Yep. Uh, it's a travesty. Yep. At, I'm Tim McIntyre. Penrith Panthers are never going to be the same after Paris smashed them last week. That guy's real talk. That guy's These ha 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 Penrith nerds. And you should um, stop drinking. Not drink. funny. Stop drinking. Off the stage with that Tim. one. The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks ten to feed the Sydney Roosters four at the Tip Ramondas Stadium on Sunday. Arvo Channel Nine game. This one was and the Sharkies ten tries to Luke Lewis. Conversion to Michael Gordon. Two penalty goals to Michael Gordon. The Roosters, a solitary try to Maloney, who missed the conversion. I thought the Roosters were pretty woeful throughout. Um, this is like that other game against Cronulla, right? Was that this year, yeah. the other one? Yeah, it was just where, just nothing. Just dick fingers. They just looked... They got almost all the way there a bunch of times. They, yeah. You know, put some, some really nice interchange of passing together and, and forwards working together and creating space and opportunity for for someone to ultimately fuck it up. Um, They're a real bogey team for the the Roosters these days. it's bizarre. And it's, um, 
it just defies belief that a side of the quality of the roosters <laughs> gets gets sucked down and, and comes out as flat as they have now twice in one season against against the Sharkies. And I, I think I don't know if it was last season or the season before they. It's definitely happened in the past. Nathan Gardner fucking carved yep. them up. Yep. Um, I just wonder if the SBW factor may have an impact on the on the Chooks. Um, as I suspect, the Sam Burgess factor is having an effect at the Rabbitohs. Those guys are consummate professionals, um, and especially for some of the younger guys in the side, they you know they demand a level of performance that um, you know you look at the Roosters in 2013. There's no way they dish this up. Yeah. No way in the world. And, you know, for Robinson to come out and be highly critical of them um, is a good sign. He obviously expects, um, you know, weekly a, a far better showing than what they dished up in this game. And I thought that they allowed the Sharks to dictate terms. Um, and the Sharks play a, a particular type of game that that obviously troubles them. You know, it's, it's a bit like they say in, in boxing or, or you know, MMA styles make fights, and this is this is just isn't a good matchup for for the Roosters. Oh, and and Cronulla and Cronulla would just fucking like they'll they'll drag a team down to their level and beat them with and, experience, and beat yeah. them with vast experience. You know, they, they'll, they'll they'll drag them down to their level and beat them to death with a Vuvuzela. Absolutely, um, Sharkies. You know they they've won at home in front of their faithful, and those scenes. They're faithful. It is a reasonable crowd. I mean, it was, like, it's nearly, it's like 14, it's a shit place to go. It's it's a fucking cold again. It's an asshole of a place. Um, the team hasn't been going that flash, and they were playing against a team they, they a lot of fans probably understandably would have thought was going to pump them. Would you go out and watch it in single digit degrees? I think we, I think we said they'd win by a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know those those scenes at, at Ramondas. At at full time, that's what footy's all about. Not winning premierships, Nathan. It's not yep. what it's about. Yep. It's about going to the footy with your mates and watching your fucking team of gronks beat up on a team of champions. That's what football's about. If you're a Cronulla <laughs> fan. Yeah. All right. Um, at twenty six rounds, we lose to the Sharks more than Chapo gets laid. <laughs> Low bar, but still hash eat fresh. <laughs> Luke Shark seventy four. Not sure how that was an update. Uh, sorry, I'm not sure how that was an upset. Sydney Roosters love to eat a salty dick. They should learn to hold the balls more though. <laughs> Jake underscore Chook. Another shocking performance from East against the Sharks. The only bright spot is we won't have to play them in the finals. Troy underscore seventy one. Is that because the Roosters won't make it? Yeah. You know what he meant. <laughs> Troy underscore seventy nine. This game is why I rarely watch Sharks games. They should have lost that for bringing the game into disrepute. <laughs> and. Uh, my Saguna 85. Thank you to the Sharks and Roosters for taking the mantle for Hyper Bowl Game of the Year. Oh, I don't feel like still enough as always. It has been quite, shocking. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of, yeah, there was, there was a toughness to the game mm. and a closeness to the score lines and that sort of present feeling that the Roosters have just got to put gonna, together yeah. one move and they're going to, you know, the, well, you know, when it was like uh, only four points ahead because of the penalty goal, you know, like, yeah, the Roosters, are, you know, it's just one sweep and they're fucking in, you know, like at any time and you sort of feel that way. I right think that was part the of the bell. problem. I think that's what the Roosters thought too. 
Oh, clearly. And it's the same <laughs> as the last time they did yeah. this game against the Sharks. You thought, yeah, they're, they're just going to do the sweep. And eventually they're going to they're get back in the game. 20 minutes to go. They've just only got to get it right once. But no. No, not at all. Monday night foot pitch, or Monday afternoon foot pitch this instalment, I suppose. Doggies 29 defeated St. George Illawarra Dragons 16 at ANZ. And uh, this one, the Doggies tries to Curtis Rona, Josh Morris, Tim Lafay, Tim Brown, Sam Cassiano, Trent Hodkinson, two from three conversions, Mbai, two from two, and a field goal. The Dragons tries to, well, a double to Gareth Widdop and Peter Matautia. Or Matty Utah, I guess he goes by, doesn't he? And uh, Gareth Widdop, two from three conversions. Great game, I thought. Tough and gritty and a bit of Marshall magic. Widdop and Marshall combining. And the Bulldogs just... I think they took all the Dragons, could really throw at them, weathered the storm and then replied in turn and come away with a pretty solid victory. A um, little bit of rest fault in this game too, wasn't there? Fucking little bit little bit just a tiny bit <laughs> once again you know it's a 13 point it's a 13 point margin in the end so decisions can turn games but you know I um I, I think the dragons showed enough to to probably indicate that me calling for the wooden spoon at the start of the season might have been a little wide on the mark um I think the answer lies in the halves is Widdop deferred to Marshall or vice versa? Who's got the upper hand there? But it looked impossible that they were going to work it out in the early rounds of this season. But now it looks like fucking clockwork. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I don't know that there's a Tigers fan that was sorry to see Benji go. And I don't know that if he was still at the club, <laughs> whether he'd be replicating this sort of form. And, but you can't be a Tigers fan and... Um, and not be happy to see him playing like that. Yeah, I, I think it's it's good for the game, and it's you know it's reflective of of the standing that he's held even when he wasn't putting these types of performances together. But um, you know, good for good for Benji at the end of the day. That guy delivered a lot of fucking highlight real moments to the West Tigers for a number of years, and um, to see him playing like that it brings brings a smile to your face even if part of it's a little bit begrudging what did you think of uh, of the Bulldogs performance I thought they were pretty tough through the middle um, and I, loathe, I loathe the Bulldogs but I mean you I can't you deny it. you can't I mean the, the thing that the, the thing that I take more out of this game is the intrigue about what happens next year like Mbai to mm. me he's the keeper out of their halves rotation that they've got going at the moment. I mean, that kid, he, you're crazy if they if they can't hang on to him, you know, long term. But what's his preferred position? He seems to have played everywhere. He's played, in the, he's played centre, he's played in the halves. Um, look, He's I mean, filled in at hooker as I well, hasn't he? Yeah, I don't know where he wants to play, but at the end of the day... I'd find that. That'd be fucking step one. Mm. Um, ironic that the New South Wales halves combination from 2014... You know, can't like um, start a game. You know, a, a vast majority. You know, a, a large section of their fan base would gladly see one, if not both of them, go to to make sure Mbob gets they're, a spot. They're fickle little motherfuckers too, because like a month ago it was Josh Reynolds, the dude's a psycho. Fucking, you know, yeah, you know, get him, get rid of him. We can't, you know, can't have him. Hodko and uh, and Mbai all the way. Now, Reynolds is back and actually playing really well. 
and now it's fucking hot. It's he's slow. He's shit. His fucking knees yeah. are blown to pieces. Get rid of him. Like so, it'd be very, I have a feeling. And I don't know for certain, but if, I have a feeling that Desi's probably going to cut Hawkinson loose, and uh, Hawkinson may may land up in the Gold Coast somewhere, perhaps. And uh, <laughs> interesting that the trajectory that his and DCE's careers have yeah of taken, you Very. know, like it's yeah the fact that they were both at Manly. He's a first choice halfback, goes to the Dogs. DCE comes along, kills it. Yeah, well, it's obviously Desi let him, let him, you know, was happy to let Hodkinson go, and because uh, he knew what they had, and then now it looks like he's letting him go again because he knows what they have, and uh, poor old Hodkinson, he just he just gets used to being in Desi's good graces. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, sayonara. If he does, <laughs> it's a fucking interesting trail. If he does end up at the Gold Coast, but I mean, long way from that. Yeah, at yeah. the moment, but um, I think the Bulldogs. Uh, you know, showed enough to 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 prove to people that they are definitely a formidable force, um, especially with, you know, both Morris boys fit and firing. Um, and then, you know, Mumbai, with that little bit of an X factor, I don't know that teams have worked him out just yet. Um, he's got some errors in him, but he's, uh, as I said, there's that little bit of an edge to him that, that can turn a game that, that could be critical come the back end of the season. The base chapeau. Well, today clearly shows the Bulldogs have the better Moses. He's not a bit of a tear about young Mitch. Yes, yes. Look, oh, at the end of the day, it'd be hard to to wake up every day and look into the mirror and see that. Um, and then look at, you know, a young firebrand like Mitchell Moses with the world at his feet and rugby league universe at his fingertips. Um, and, and not have a little bit of hate in your fucking teeny tiny pea heart. <laughs> Devonhead, thank fuck I have a scarf that says all it needs saying. This week in league. Yeah. Well, guess so what you're talking about? Made yeah, in China. So. Made in China. <laughs> 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 doused, doused. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen his scarf. Hand wash only. <laughs> Landrigan Matt, a.k.a. the Aussiest man alive. Incompetence or stitch up? I'm glad I got my scarf. Hash res fault, hash cunts. Lucky undies didn't do you any good. East fan, anyone just hear that loud thud outside? Oh, don't worry, it was just the dragons falling back to earth. GT351 underscore Johns. Good win, hard fought, great effort by the Bulldogs. And finally, Jake underscore Chook. Nabuli really cost the dragons. I'm left wondering what he adds to their team other than being a feel-good story. Oh, I saw someone. I, apologies, I can't remember who it was. But someone said, Nabuli... Um, Proving, you know, the general theory that anyone from Fiji can play rugby league. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> but he's had some good moments too, like, you know, within the last month even. Mm. I mean... If, he's had some cracking games, but... There's some clubs out there that are really fucking fickle towards the players in the club. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Turn on a dime. Uh, North Queensland Cowboys 36 defeated Parramatta Eels 30. Monday night foot bitch at the Pillow Fortress. And uh, the Cowboys... 36 points came from tries too. Michael Morgan, Matt Wright, Kane Linnett, and a, what was it, six-minute hat-trick to Gavin Cooper? Thurston. Seven minutes, yeah. Seven minutes. Six of six conversions for JT, and the Eels got the feels. With Corey Norman, Brad Takarangi, Mao, and a double to Radradra. Sandow, three of five conversions and a couple of penalty goals to bring them to 30. Winning can become as much as a habit. 
of a habit as, as losing can, and I think both sides of the equation were, were evident in this game. Uh, Parallel clock, they could go on a huge run and make the eight for, for 57 minutes and then look like spoon contenders. How does that happen in one game? It's, it defies belief. Um, has anyone benefited more from playing, you know, on the outside, you know, a second fiddle sort of or you know support role to a, to a superstar of the game more than Gav. more than Gavin Cooper? You know, because generally, you know what, there's a guy that guys that play along superstar super superstar players that generally evolve into origin players themselves, and then they take on that. He's an origin player, and they take on a superior, you know, a bit more of a senior role within the team. Gavin Cooper is just Gavin Cooper. Gavin Cooper played for a Sydney side and did the same things, though. He'd be playing origin. He'd be Boyd Cordner. Yeah, yeah, except good. Yeah, except yeah. able to do stuff. Your, your, play, your player relationship example there, Cliffy and Beave. That's exa- exactly what you're talking about. Beaver off Cliffy. Golden years. Went on to play Origin. Yeah. That's your example right there. Yeah. Are you comparing Gavin Cooper to Steve Menzies? Well, no, because he's like your example said, he's not he's not in Origin and, you know, he's not he's not that superior yeah. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a dude that's, you know, a legend of the game, like, you know, one of the, you know, great halves, great halves of the game, feeding him, you know, good ball and putting him in the in the holes and he does the, and he does the rest and finishes it off. And it's, he does it faultlessly, Gavin Cooper. Yeah. His angles, he's, he's, he's relentless, he keeps coming, he defends well. And it's not like he just gets put into a hole and fucking t- and just puts it down. He doesn't Darius Boyd try for all No, he's, he's, I mean, he's got work to do. He'll bust through the hole, he'll carry dudes over, and reach gets, out, fucking plan it. Like, he's, he's a, he gets better good. every year. I've said it before, I remember his debut, he, t- he tore up the Tigers. Fucking yep. killed them, did exactly what he was fucking doing now. Yep. It's not like it's a new thing, he's been yep. doing it since he started. Why? Why has he not had a run for Queensland? Why is, you know, all due respect... Because he's Blues player, isn't he? Is he? I think so. This is what Maybe I'm saying. that's he, it. If he played for New South Wales side... I'm sorry, I've, I've made an assumption. It's a bit like an... <laughs> so if he played for a Sydney side and got the same ball from someone in yeah. Sydney and, and was doing the exact same thing, no doubt about it if he played for New South Wales. Okay. He, um... It's someone's, and I'm sure I've seen other people tweet it as well. But he he's by far the most underrated player in the NRL, by far. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Considering he hasn't played a second of rep football. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think. Of, I'm just thinking at the moment. Travesty. I can't think of anyone else. <clears throat> um. I think this was also a good indication of, of where the Cowboys are at this season and and just playing, I don't know if it's testament to, to Paul Green um, or, you know, it's just an older JT, but an older head on his shoulders. But he was scheming for any advantage with the ref when his team was down and he stayed composed and, and then when, you know, the, the momentum swung their way. He put play after play after play after play together to get them into the right positions on the field. And then, you know, come crunch time, he laid on the points that needed to be laid on, albeit, you know, with some pretty handy supporting cast. But a game like that a few seasons ago, even 
at times last season, a game like that starts to unfold, he loses his shit. Yeah. And it, and it ends up a far worse scoreline. They don't come home like that and win it. Um, I think that's a pretty, you know, again, I don't know if it's down to experience. I don't know if it's, you know, he's just more composed or is, you know, he realises that he can't be, you know, that uber intense guy every single week with every single decision that gets made. It's it's not conducive to a solid performance and what the team needs from him. Um, yeah, I just think that was a really good sign of his experience. And it's a pretty dangerous side for, for anyone that the Cowboys face come finals time. Um Sands any conspiracies. His um, for him to be composed in a game with a you know these games through the Origin period are, are, are gold for teams like the Cowboys with their representation um, in the Origin series. So um, for him to stay composed when they went well behind away from home in a game like this was was a telling factor. And sorry, just correction. Yeah, Cooper actually is eligible for Queensland, so therefore I fucking have no idea why he's not playing. Because you'd think with the combination with JT built into their their gameplay together, mm. there's got to be like a an interchange or a back row position for him available in the Queensland side. Expensive. Some of the guys they always have that one guy that's kind of Lilliman. Yeah, exactly. The Queen. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Why is it? Yeah, I don't know. Because he's turns, in better form than Matt Gillett. As it turns out, he's from Mergen, so yeah, and he's played. And he's, he's in better form than Matt Gillett. Yep, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, Matt Gillett's been fucking ordinary. Oh, this is the thing. Apart from he's like you know he, he burst onto the scene. He's been ordinary ever since, and I don't know how he managed. But, you know, reputation. Yeah, but I mean, he seems to coast by even maybe not as much as Cordner, but similar. You know, same sort of thing. Uh, Saluni Pos. Like Cadbury's and their Vegemite chocolate abomination, Parrish sure know how to ruin a good thing. Uh, so underscore pwned. I thought it was shit go being a Knights fan. Thank fuck I'm not a Parra fan. Won't take that for granted again. Ash Pillow <laughs> Fortress. The real Jedi. Supercoach blames players. Hash genius. And that was the thing afterwards. Brad Arthur's blamed the players. And he's just come out and just gone, oh, they fucking turn, you know. And you know, dude. You're supposedly some fucking great young coach. People, you're going to take people's games to greater levels. Mate, it's all starting to fucking implode for him. How do, how do how you allow the players to go to deviate from a game plan that was so effective? Um, how do you allow that to happen? It, it's up to you to stop the rot on the run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are recording this at, you know, late on Tuesday evening. I think Foran's got until 5 p.m. on Wednesday to backflip, so it's fucking. There's no money at Manly, so mm. <laughs> maybe he might wind up at the Dogs after they offload uh, Hodkinson. Wow. <laughs> That'll be the big story this week if that happens. Yeah, calling it early, guys. And uh, shithead listener, shoving a live porcupine up the eye of your cock and then reefing it out again. Hash, things less painful than supporting Para. Okay, previews for round, what is that to? 14, 2015 NRL Telstra Premiership. Sharks, Broncos, Cowboys, Dragons, Knights, Panthers, Raiders, and Manly all have the bye. 
Friday night football, West Tigers take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Refereed by Matt Chetjend. Last time uh, we played the Rabbitohs, Dylan Walker played with one hand, literally. Tackling with one hand, catching the ball with one hand, um, not fending anyone off with his uh, with his bad hand, and still scored two tries, two if tries, I remember yeah. correctly. Crucial ones. And um, I think that says a lot about uh, the West Tigers' chances <laughs> against <laughs> the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, look, based on current form, the West Tigers should get beaten by approximately 250 to 275 points in this game. But they won't buy. Why? The inclusion, return of Tim Simona, the general feel um, around the club that, you know, they need to stop the rot. And and what way to do it than making a statement against the defending premiers um, without their origin stars. It's an opportunity for the Tigers to... um, take a step in the right direction uh, towards making the eight, which they can still do, but they're going to have to start racking some wins up and they're going to have to do it sooner rather than later, preferably starting with this game. So um, that's that's a full-strength back line as far as I'm concerned. Yes, we're without Robbie and, and Woodsy, but that back line is... that That's our... That's the seven best back we've got in the club. Mm-hmm. So... Um, if they can't put it together um, and Taylor can't come up with a game plan to uh, to get the most out of those those guys, then uh, we, turn, we need to turn it up. So it's a big, big test. Um, I think Rabbitohs will still be good. There's, you know, a lot of experience, a lot of talent left in that side, even without Inglis and the rest of the Origin players. It's just Inglis, isn't it? Is it Inglis? I mean, obviously, you've got Reynolds as you know, injured. Oh, sorry, injury. that's continue, yeah, sorry, continue that's injury. But they found a way to they've figured that's it out. That's who I was know. thinking of, but it's not it's not Origin, is it? Yeah, they've played out a long. They've played long enough without Reynolds now that they've you know found a way to win without him. So uh, Inglis has been. Not, Sutton's played a lot of five eight, and Kiri's a, a quality and Inglis, uh, replacement. Inglis now. isn't a passenger, but his his form has been very down at the club level this year anyway. So I don't think you're going to miss a lot. And having Alex Johnson back there in the one, you know, may even ignite some more points. You know, for the Rabbitohs, I think they'll win comfortably. New Zealand Warriors versus Sydney Roosters over in Mount Smart. Can the Roosters, after that game against the Sharkies, can they go over and uh, beat the Warriors in their own backyard? The Warriors will need to pick up their act after last week, and and you know, there's another team that wants to make a statement, um, and. To do against the Roosters, who will be stinging after their loss against the Sharks, it'll be a very highly competitive game. Um, I want to say the Warriors. I want to say the Warriors as well. They're one of the sides that you know doesn't really you know they're kind of origin proof. Yep. You know for the for the vast majority of uh, of, of seasons, and uh, they weren't going that badly before they got fucked up by the by the Rabbits. They're going that badly. I mean, they. they Getting yeah, they were, they, were, they were winning some close games. I mean, they beat Newcastle in Newcastle. I mean, look, I just don't know about the Roosters at the moment. They don't have the uh, halves combinations in there at the moment. But I mean, is Pierce really? You know, maybe yeah. it's not such a bad thing to have a bit of a break. I think he's um, he's certainly crucial to what the Roosters do, um, and he's a big loss. Um, I just. 
I think the Warriors will, ha- Warriors will have more to say in this game. And, um, of course, Blake Ferguson comes back to the Roosters in a travesty of justice. Um, so I refuse to pick the Roosters based on that. Warriors to win. Yeah, well, Warriors win the karma. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure how, how old Salad Fingers is going to go, but uh, I'm sure the Roosters will be hoping he fires big time because they're going to need something in this game, I think. But, uh, yeah, I'm comfortable to tip the Warriors, I think. And the Gold Coast Titans take on the Canterbury Banks Town Bulldogs. Yeah, I think the Titans have had enough to say. I, I, I believe the Bulldogs will uh, be far too strong for the Gold Coast Titans. Um, Liability Hodkinson out of the side won't even take one minute's worth of play <laughs> off the uh, preferred pairing of Reynolds and Mbai. Uh Otherwise, you know, they're origin affected but not origin crippled. Yeah, they've had so many injuries this year. Guys like Rona and Tim Lafay, they've all had plenty of time to play. So the, the, you, you know they haven't had Bmos that long, you know, because he's been out through injury for quite a while. Um, yeah, Josh Morris this is not the biggest loss in in, in the world. Uh, look, I expect the, the doggies to win fairly comfortably, to be honest. Unless James Roberts has an absolute blinder um, and gets a lot of good quality early ball on the fly. Uh, I think the Bulldogs will be, just be too strong. Yeah, and I mean, there's always, you know, there's that, that that factor of, like, how long can the Gold Coast rise for being fucked over by DCE? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the, the answer is uh, one game, and that was last week. Monday night, footbitch, the Melbourne Storm take on the Parramatta Eels down there in Melbourne. There's no way you could pick the Eels in this game. Um, look, you look at it at face value and go, there's no way you could pick the Eels in this game, but then I think, well... As as happens in Origin time and Test times, the Melbourne Storm are, are crippled more than any other side. Not through numbers, but through through the fact Quality, their spine yeah. literally gets ripped out. All right. After saying there's no way you could pick the Eels in this game, I think I'm going to pick the Eels in this game. Yeah. Look, the Eels, you know, not massively uh, inconvenienced by uh, by Origin, thanks to Anthony Watmo's you know very benevolent retirement from representative football such a surely such surely would have gotten a call up team player that he is um look i think the eels aren't very good away from home the eels haven't been great anywhere out of late bellamy finds a way to get these guys to get it done munster's always been good in his times that he's replaced billy Slater. pick a side year. motherfucker i'm still going with the storm at home ben hampton remember when he was a thing yeah that was quite some time ago. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I, th- I think the Storm can uh, can still get it done, despite it. But, you know, the Eels, they can pull out that fucking first half shit like they did on the Cowboys, and they can smash them, but I just don't think they're going to do it away from home. Uh, a big factor is how do they come back from last week. I mean, that's going to be disappointing. Mm. I mean, it's one thing to lose a game in the last minute, but to lose it after having enough of a lead to win two matches. I think how they come out in this game will say a lot about um, Brad Arthur's engagement with the playing group. Exactly, and uh, and Kieran Foran's engagement with his uh, his uh, what do you call it? Fucking uh, internal internal fucking ructions clause in his contract. <laughs> and. 
And that's full time for episode 192. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. We're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you hit the like button, share the posts as we put them up. All that good shit helps spread the word. iTunes, we've got a couple of reviews this week. Sensational and the first one. My favourite podcast for a reason, five stars by Andy Valente, aka Andy underscore Siegs on Twitter. Need to give this a few listens to get around all the inside jokes, but make the effort and you'll be well rewarded. Nate and Glenn prove you don't need to have played NRL to give top class insight. Funniest NRL podcast by a mile. Download it, get it on Twitter, and join Twill Nation. Thanks, That's Andy. That's a beautiful review. Nova Castrian Eel, five stars by the titular Nova Castrian Eel. <laughs> As a new listener, I can be forgiven for thinking the boys invented the wearing of beards and roasting of coffee beans. <laughs> that aside, if you love your NRL and all the banter that goes along with it, then this is the podcast for you. With reviews of the previous week's games as well as the upcoming round and plenty of discussion around the main talking points of the week in league, the boys and their loyal listener base will keep you entertained. Word of warning, there is the occasional F and C bomb thrown in, but don't let that bother you. Get listening. P.S. Ref's fault. Occasional. <laughs> That's fantastic reviews. Occasional. But seriously, one of the best ways you can support the show is by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes and giving us a review. So if, um, if you've listened this far through the episode, I'd assume that you would give us a positive review, but, you know, some haven't. And, uh, you know, we'll take it as it comes. Some people have stuck it out and then stuck it to us. And some people have given us an average to shit review and then revised it down the track and brought it, brought it up a couple of points I've noticed. Um, they don't bring attention to themselves when they do it. It's like they've been converted and they're like, okay, uh, let's just pretend that never happened. But um, we love all our listeners. Tipping. David Kingston remains at the top. He's two points clear still. I think he was two points clear last week. Ahead of Bush Lemon and then a point back. We have a log jam. Ben Diggity. Manola Calvete. The new exotic. Doug. Mario Siegs. Chris Blackwell, Mad Dog, Solzy a point back, and Tucker round out the top 10. Fantasy, Rick's, Rick Grimes, bitch, always on top. He's going to fucking lead from, from post to post this year, I think. The Wendells, Bobbers, One Trick Pony, Fin Train 2.0, I wonder who that could be. Top China Dragons, Puds Picks, Warhorse, Faletti, My Willy, and <laughs> Scissor Me Timbers. That Faletti, My Willy is Tyler, so I assume that's Life of Tyre on, uh, on Twitter. Pick the ladder competition. You'll remember last week I was tied at the top. This week, not a tie at the top anymore, unfortunately, for the other guy, because I'm still on top, all by myself. And uh, sec- second, Paul Hayden. Third, shithead listener, Quag- Craig McQuillan, fourth. Liana by Liana, fifth. Drop Bear, zero, zero, one, sixth. Tied with Highway. Devonhead uh, is in uh, tied in that tight for eight. We got DJX playing in there as well. Now the big moves of the week, we had a uh, highway jumped forty places to finish in sixth. Sensational effort, shithead listener. He jumped twenty eight to wind up in third, and you were still in the top ten last week. But I don't know where the fuck you are this time. Oh, plummeted. Yeah. Did you have you seen the have you seen the actual? No, but it's funny. The tigers that I... go further and further down. I so will I. I'm leading and manly are fucking last. You think that's what I picked? Hell no. Imagine when Manly fucking start rising up the ladder again. I'm just going to fucking put a massive buffer on. Um, now, with the shop, as I said, we've got one Tigers in Decline shirt left. Go to thisweekinleague.com, click on the online store. 15 bucks. I mean, come on, and shipping. Um, relevant, it's back. The Tigers in Decline, we need a new batch, guys. Uh, run TMB, two shirts left to go. Respecttheshooter.co, get in there. Make Glenn the happiest little girl in town by getting that Run TMB shirt. Pr- Is that really production. necessary? Probably not, eh? 
run DCE, only eight to go. So Manly fans, if you, show that you're not as shit as Tigers fans and get it over line. It's, getting eight over line, you know, considering how long we've been sitting on, you know, five, four, three, two. On the, about a month like that, I think, on the run TMB. So I think Manly fans in a week can turn that one around and get it out there. And remember, um, if you want to collect off me at the Titans game on July 13, uh, make sure you send a, an email to the confirmation email address and then that way uh, I'll rebate the um, $5 shipping cost. And uh, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Well, let's face it, we've got time to do a lot more. But I mean, for the second week in a row, run fairly fucking long. This one's uh, even a couple of minutes longer than it was last one. So there you go. Getting better. Unlike the Tigers. Getting better. <laughs> Maybe not as concise as we have been. Tighten up a bit. It's getting loose. Remember the fucking year when it was like three, three hours, hours, like consistently three hours and sometimes more? Yeah. Yeah. Ain't anybody got time for that shit these days. No, thank fuck you got here early tonight because you're still leaving at a reasonable hour. Yeah. All right, that's it. See, See you next, next week. week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.